talk to me, Legacy. The 700 Tapes podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Copy that. They also don't own any of the rights to the clips they're going to be using on this program. The 700 Tapes podcast will also contain adult language and adult humor. Also, so if you're easily offended, you should eject now. Eject now. Watch the canopy. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and if you like VHS, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. One negative. Excuse me, Lieutenant. Is there something wrong? Yes, ma'am. The data on the MIG is inaccurate. How's that, Lieutenant? Well, I just happened to see a MIG-28. We. Do... we. Sorry. We happened to see a MIG-28 do a 4G negative dive. Where did you see this? That's classified. It's what? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. So, Lieutenant? Where exactly were you? Well, we started up on his six when he pulled through the clouds, and then I moved in above him. Well, if you were directly above him, how could you see him? Because I was inverted. <coughs> no, he was, man. It was a really great move. He was inverted. You were in a 4G inverted dive with the MiG-28? Yes, ma'am. At what range? No, about two meters. Well, it's actually about one and a half, I think. It was one and a half. I've got a great Polaroid of it. He's, he's right there. Must be one and a half. a nice picture. You guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazansky? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice, man. I am dangerous. You! You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Yeah.
I feel the need. The need for, for speed. speed. What's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here, welcoming you to another fun-filled, action-packed episode of the 700 Taste Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my wingman, the man, the myth, the legacy. He ain't hit no canopies. Woo! Mr. Roman Alvarado. How you doing, brother? I'm fucking fantabulous. Damn. Fantabulous. <laughs> I just made that up. Hell yeah. <laughs> if you guys hadn't guessed yet, uh, we are covering 1986's smash hit Top Gun, starring Tom Cruise, and, uh, good old Michael Ironside, Dr. Green from uh, ER, <laughs> Kelly McGillis. Tom motherfucking Skerritt. And Tim Robbins. And Tim Robbins and a little cameo here and there is Merlin. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been watching this movie for 30 years and uh, you just pointed that out to me today and I was like, holy shit, that is Tim Robbins. I was like, that's a dude from Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see Morgan Freeman. Killing your brain cells, son. You're killing your brain cells. <laughs> they used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. Where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> oh, man, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. You uh, actually contacted me last weekend. Mm-hmm. I thought for some reason you had said you were going to be out of town. No, I, I, I definitely was supposed to be out of town. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. like, right around, I don't know, noon last weekend, you contacted me and you're like, you're it, you're it. We're going to do something today? And I was like, are you in town? You're like, yeah. And I was like, I don't have a goddamn thing ready for the podcast because <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be here. So, I mean, I could have thrown something together, but I didn't want to do that. Fuck no. Because, uh, uh, dude, I got a lot to say about this movie. Yeah. It's funny because. You, you've mentioned this movie at least on seven different This podcasts. used to be my favorite movie of all time mm-hmm. she used to be my lost boys mm-hmm. when i was really young mm-hmm. um it's so funny how you see things through a different perspective though oh yeah when you're older so legit i probably have not watched top gun in seven or eight years maybe gotcha i watched it all the way through mm-hmm. it's so weird like i got a lot to talk about about the philosophy of the movie the characters mm-hmm. uh the things going on there's a lot of background on this because I've actually been to Miramar. I've been to Fighter Town, USA. Nice. I've been to a lot of these locations. I'll talk about that. I know a guy that was an extra in the movie. We'll, we'll talk all about that. But nice. I have a lot of shit to talk about first. But before I start talking, I want to like to know how you were doing and how your weeks have gone since we were last sitting here in the outlands of Arizona, um, braving the heat. The humidity, because god damn it's been humid lately. The construction. The construction. Ugh. Apparently, uh, one of the giant lizards died in the middle of the road out here, and it backed traffic up a little bit. One of the mutant insectoids mm. and uh, the robot lizard overlords were slow in getting someone out with a crane or something to remove the giant lizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got astro zombies out there picking at it as we speak. Trying to dig a hole to bury it, but you know that uh, plutonium, that shit burns for a long time, so they got to bury it deep. Ooh. 
And uh, you guys can check us out on. Uh, I totally asked Roman what he was doing, and then I went into this. No, you got to do the house cleaning because I was going to tell, tell, tell you got to do all this stuff anyway. I'm just giving you guys a heads up. My brain ain't ain't right. I've had some shit going on. I've been sick, and uh, had some other shit happening. So uh, I might be a little off, but that might make for an interesting episode. You never know. Uh, check us out on your interwebs on Facebook under the 700 Taste Podcast. Check out our Facebook group, also called 700 Taste Podcast, where you can interact with other freaks and weirdos that listen to this content. Check us out on uh, Twitter, uh, Jasperino at 700 Tapes. Uh, that's all I know about Twitter. I don't really know anything else. But if you drop me a DM, maybe I'll find it. I don't know. Drop it in my DMs. I don't even know what that means. I just think it's cool to say. And uh, check us out on Instagram. That's where we're going to do anything. If we do do anything, which we don't do much because we're lazy and we're old. But check us out on Instagram. That's important. If you go to our bio, you will find a link there that shows you where you can listen to us, which is pretty much anywhere you find your favorite podcast, you can find the 700 Taste Podcast. Uh, But most importantly, on that link in our bio, you will find the link to our Etsy page, where you can buy all kinds of cool shit made with my own little hands in my workshop here in the Outlands of Arizona, straight to you. Gifts from the Outlands to you, wherever you are. And I think that's it. Yeah. Right? Is that all? Sounds about right. Cool. Um, got some shit coming up. We might be making an appearance mm-hmm. in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll talk about that as it gets closer, because I haven't even talked to you about it yet. But uh, look for us out there in the wild, possibly. And so, with that all being taken care of, what have you been up to since we were last sitting here? Um, to be honest, just clearing space. Loving life. Living yeah. life. Um, clearing space mentally and physically, man, emotionally. All of the above. Like, oh, yeah. my house is almost all the way together, so that's pretty badass. Cool. Um, oh, I gotta sneeze. <laughs> That's right. We're live like a goddamn suicide. You get it raw here. I could feel like it was coming. I was like, oh. You get all the sneezes, the coughs, the burps, the mocosos, everything that comes out. So, no, um, just to be honest, just living. Look at this. This is the paper that we wrote the intro on. I'm I'm throwing it away. You can hear that. Just got to get it out of the way. I got to try to keep my desk clean. God damn. (laughs) I'll talk about that, too. Uh, Speaking of house cleaning, but go ahead. It's just been, um, to be honest, it's it's been the last two weeks or so has been pretty cool you know what i'm saying just nice. understanding um being able to pivot you know throughout life and making sure that things stay afloat and not only afloat but um not getting bogged down by this the mundane because right. it has been mundane as shit the last two weeks so whew, other than that i can't fucking complain that's going around man because i've been working my ass off man and, and- I'm in that, I was telling you off the air that I'm in that mode right now where I'm working my ass off and I got nothing to show for it or I'm just breaking even and I don't dig that. I like mm-hmm. making a profit. Right. But I'm in that mode where I'm running so much and I got so much other shit going on that I'm just barely breaking even. Mm-hmm. Not losing money. Right. Which is, but a, which is a good thing. Damn, I'm working hard to Oof. break even. I'm, Oof. Jesus. It's these summer months that always kill our, right. you know, our, right. our industry. Yeah. You know. And when the spring comes and the sports start, oh my gosh. that's when everything kind of picks up. Everything picks up cha-ching, tremendously. Cha-ching. But it, it's it's having to get past school, you know, people right. going back to school and stuff like that. So it's just like, ooh. But along with your, uh, what did you say you were doing? You were uh, 
cleaning here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been kind of rearranging a little. The desk is a mess right now. I got action figures and cars and toys everywhere. So I've been rearranging a little bit. You see, I've started a wall of VHS behind mm-hmm. me or over here. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. It's something I'm working on. Um, I by doing this, I've consolidated my boxes under the desk here down to two from three. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, but I have VHS downstairs now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm moving stuff around. I'm just trying to get the desk cleaned up so it's a little neater than it has been. I'm trying to get the studio. I'm trying to get the feng shui going more in the studio. Mm-hmm. But I have a few things to talk about, to rant about, to bitch about, if you will. So, let me, because uh, I'm, I'm looking at one of the tapes right there. Okay. Akira. Hell yeah, Akira. Man, that movie is a snooze. What? Yeah, I tried I thought you were going to say how much you liked it. I wish. It what? was. I tried to watch it recently. Oh my God. And I was like, hell yeah, Akira. You know, Akira's, I'm going to watch it. Dude. I'm going to watch it. I understand why it is what it From is. From a historical standpoint, yeah, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for yeah. sure. I can, oh, I can take, yeah. I can take the, um, the inspiration that it is. I love the rawness of the artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like. So the funny thing is, as I'm watching the movie, um, whichever Linkin Park uh, music video they had with their anime. Oh, yeah. It is It is almost shot, you it know. It was that. Um, uh, fuck, I'm still thinking Highway to the Danger Zone, but it's, it's, it's not numb. Myself again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's off of, so if I'm not mistaken, the... Uh, the I don't want to be the one, something, 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 that one. The, and then they play it backwards, the second half, mm-hmm. they play it backwards. I know what you're talking about. Because if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's I don't know why on, I'm standing here talking on this mic. <laughs> uh, don't know what I'm fighting for. Doing what I like. Uh, Just kidding. Uh, uh, breaking the habit. Yeah. I, I had to think about dating it. Bruce Babbitt tonight. <laughs> so um, I went back on that one. You native Arizonans <laughs> might remember Governor Bruce Babbitt. Bruce the rest Babbitt. of you are like, who? Bob Saget. Bob Saget. But I understand why the movie is the iconic. Yeah, it's you know quintessential. Amazing. You know anime because yeah. it's shot like. How Gundam was shot. Yes. It's shot like how um, Ghost in a Shell. It's shot you, like yep. fucking Even a Trigun. Neon, neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. I'm like, there's a Today's lot. Today's anime is so pretty. Mm-hmm. It's too pretty. Mm-hmm. I love the rawness of this. I was going to say when you pointed out, I was like, I got Ninja Scroll. You can't oh, see look, it I, Annabelle look, look. is in front of it. But I got Ninja Scroll mm-hmm. and I got Apple Seeds somewhere too. So Ninja Scroll is my shit. Hell yeah. Jubei. Hell yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. I love old school anime. I like Vampire Hunter D. Both of those movies are mm-hmm. badass. Um, Berserk. Oh, I haven't seen Berserk. You've never seen no, the Berserk series? Uh, oh, man. Badass. Even up to like One Punch Man. I'm into oh, One Punch Man. I love I One Punch Man. But shit. um. If you want to piss my son off, tell him One Punch Man could be Goku. He'll lose his fucking shit. <laughs> Literally have a meltdown. So Goku fought Superman. They had a they had like a, a fight. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that too. And I think Goku won. Oh, yeah. That I can go with. But One Punch Man. Like, what? Saying. All right, so. Other than that, uh, I fucking. So I know we usually watch like movies right. know, here and there. I tried to watch Fast 9. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. It was, I heard it was trash. I haven't watched it. It yet. was like I couldn't even watch all of it. It was just so over the top because there's certain things that you're like, okay, I understand this is a movie for entertainment and stuff like uh-huh. that, but it is so, it is just so like, ugh. Like, and they make funny, they you know, funny remarks about them not dying and stuff like that. They're like, look, oh I've done God. all this stuff. 
right. a fucking car fell and I didn't die. You know, there's so much. I'm just like. Not even this could save it? Couldn't. Oh my God. He couldn't. Like, their, their storyline was terrible. It shows, like, back clips of them as kids. Like, uh-huh. the actors we'll that. will always be family. Like, it was stupid. So, there's a part where John Cena's like. I'm hanging out in Fast 9 now. Look at where he's like, uh, you know, racing is your thing, but this spy shit is mine. Oh my God. I was like. Boom. And I heard they shot Tyrese and Luda into space. Yes. Oh, my God. I, look, I didn't even get that far. Not spoil. Not I didn't, spoil. Look, I didn't even get that far. Oh I was just God. like, this movie is fucking trash. Like, and I, and I, the funny thing is I've liked all the all the Fast movies, even, you know, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I've liked all of them. But they, we talked about this before Ugh. on the podcast, that they increasingly get a little more ridiculous. Oh, my god! Because they have to, com- uh, have to constantly one-up themselves. Like you it's know. it's it's right when fucking where I cut it off at is right where like Han comes back. I'm like, hey, what the fuck? I have no clue. I couldn't even tell you what the backstory is. How he didn't die. Yeah. But I was just like, fuck this movie. I'm still gonna watch it. I'm not even gonna. Lie. I tried. I'm still gonna watch I it. I tried. I even I've heard how bad it was. I tried, and it was just like, Bleh. wow. Bleh. Oh well. What have you watched? Okay. Let's so hear let's hear it. If you recall, in the last podcast, we did Silver Bullet, and we had a little bit of a talk about The Howling, mm-hmm. and we were talking about direct-to-video sequels. Mm-hmm. So, I was—I told you, I was sick for like four days. You watched The Howling 8? No, I did. <laughs> Is there eight? Um, I went through, <laughs> and I watched every Howling movie in order, oh, no. starting from the first one. Mm-hmm. And going through, which is cool because on uh, Shutter mm-hmm. or Prime Video, mm-hmm. you can watch most of them for free. Nice. I think I only had to buy one, and it was the last one, which I didn't mind. Well, okay, we're going to talk about this. I talked a lot of shit about how bad the sequels were. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, okay, after watching these again, and there's a, keep in mind, before you rip me apart, there's a lot of nostalgia here because I watched a lot of these on TV when I was a kid. Gotcha. The first Howling is amazing. It will never be replaced. It will never be undone. It will never be, you know, mm-hmm. I will never have a bad thing to say about that movie. When we cover that movie, it's going to be over the top, apeshit crazy, because I fucking love that movie. Nice. The Howling 2, not so great. Gotcha. It's good for nostalgia. There's mm-hmm. get some little boobage in it. Um, what is it called? The how your sister's a werewolf. There we go. <laughs> it's it's but it's still entertaining. That's why I'm going to give these sequels. Is a lot of them are still entertaining. The Howling Three, I actually enjoy this movie. A lot of people don't like it, um, but I actually like it because it's a different take on werewolves. They're in Australia. The werewolves are marsupials. It's called the Howling Three. The marsupials. They have little pockets like kangaroos where the little werewolf babies live. Um, I didn't hate it. I actually liked the movie. Howling 4. I forgot how much I enjoyed this movie. It's not bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not bad, bad. It's it's a good bad. Are we talking like low budget, you bastard oh, bad? Oh, very, very low budget, you bastard bad. But Ugh. enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. And again, this is nostalgic because I remember renting this movie mm-hmm. from the video store and watching it on VHS. Um, it's a different town and a different take, but... It wasn't bad. This is where the werewolf uh, effects started getting really low budget and cheesy. 
no. But um, I didn't. I didn't not. I didn't hate it. I would actually buy this movie. I'm probably gonna buy. It. I actually I think I already own it. Um, I do own the Howling Four, don't I? Is you're sitting there next to it anyway? You do. Yeah, I do own Howling Four. I don't own Howling Three. I need to get it. Okay, Howling Five. This is the murder mystery one where they're in a castle and you don't know who the werewolf is. It's not the greatest, mm-hmm. but again, I'll probably buy this movie on VHS to complete my collection because it wasn't bad. And I remember watching this every time it came on TV mm-hmm. and thinking it was cool because you never really see the werewolf and it's really more of a murder mystery and you're trying to figure out who the werewolf is that's killing everybody off. It's set in like the late 80s and it's so late 80s-ish that it's got a charm to it that I can't resist. So I didn't mind it. Howling 6. Goodness gracious. This is the Circus of Freaks one. I can't remember what it was called. New Moon or Howling Moon or I don't remember. But now we're going downhill. Fast. Fast. Fast and Furious. This movie is not good. But. Oh no. It wasn't as horrible as I remembered it being. The creature effects are disgusting and stupid and horrible. The werewolf effects are absolutely... He's more of a wolf man than a werewolf. Okay. If they had called this movie anything else besides the howling dot, 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 whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have minded it as much. Gotcha. But that being said, I didn't hate it as much as I did when I first watched it. Would I buy it to add as a collection? Maybe if I got it for a super, super cheap price, but I wouldn't go out of my way to find it. Gotcha. Howling 7. Oh, gosh. Garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. I would not buy this movie. I will not own this movie. Damn. This movie was made using clips from the old movies. They brought back old actors from Howling 4 and Howling 5 and tried to make a plot out of those two movies by using clips from those movies. And when they weren't using clips from those movies, there was a lot of... You might enjoy this. There's a lot of line dancing in this movie. <laughs> they filmed it in this small town, and they used the people that lived in the town as extras and actors in the movie. So nobody knows how to act. All the lines are delivered horribly. They brought back a character that supposedly died in Howling 5, and now he's back. And it's absolutely awful absolutely awful let's move on howling eight. Oh my goodness this one was called like uh new horizon or i don't remember what it was called a lot of people hated this i looked it up online before i bought it because mm-hmm. i got it for like 8.99 or something like that on voodoo and is this like in the 2000s or 2011 oh, good. 2011 and I really did a lot of research because I didn't want to buy it and hate it, but I didn't want to rent it and like it. You know what I mean? Everybody was comparing it to Twilight. They're oh. Twilightizing the the werewolves, the Howling franchise. Well, I thought Seven was bad. This is horrible. I bought it. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. As far as the sequels go, mm-hmm. it's definitely better than Seven. It's definitely better than Six. And it might even be better than Five. It's just a different take on it. Mm-hmm. There's a shit ton of plot holes in it, but I really wasn't expecting much. Gotcha. But the effects were better. It was filmed better. The actors were more likable. It was more like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode than Twilight. A lot of people were comparing it to Twilight. I didn't see that at all. Gotcha. And I, I actually enjoyed it. I liked it. I might even 
buy it. I don't Damn. know. I mean, I already own it on on Voodoo. download, but yeah, mm-hmm. I might I might buy a physical copy of it because the main character in that movie also plays a werewolf on my fate one of my favorite Netflix series that I got addicted to called Hemlock Grove. Okay. Did you watch Hemlock Grove? I did. The main guy in Hemlock Grove that makes the hand come out of his werewolf mouth and all that, the gypsy kid uh, with true. the eyebrows, mm-hmm. not the vampire, but the werewolf kid. I'd say so. The so uh, the cousin is, or uh, not the cousin, but dude has the black hair, and then what's his name is it. Yeah, um, yeah, Eric Northam's brother from uh, yeah one from uh, True Blood, mm-hmm. but yeah, the gypsy kid. Okay. Is the main character in the Howling Eight. Gotcha. So, so he's, he's a werewolf. Still a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's fucking cool. And there's a whole backstory where his mom is a werewolf and then you find out she's the alpha. And it was kinda cool. They made up a lot of werewolf rules that don't exist. Like mm-hmm. an alpha can only be killed by another werewolf. You can't kill an alpha with silver or fire, which is stupid. But they made up a lot of shit and to cover a lot of their plot holes, which mm-hmm. didn't cover their plot holes. But I really it was entertaining and I didn't hate it. Like I said, nothing will ever compare to the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I actually felt like part four was more of a sequel to the first one than any of the other ones. Damn. It was more similar to the first one than any of the other sequels. So that was what I did when I was sick. I made good use of my time. The other thing I did, and I want to preface this by saying this. You had a howling good time. I yeah. had a howling good time. <laughs> Do you remember me? Okay, for a few episodes now I've been saying I keep seeing that fucking battle cat. At Walmart. Oh, yeah, look, I promise you. Hang on, hang on. Let's lead into this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to buy it until I get it on eBay for $80. I'm stupid. I finally broke, and and my reasoning was I didn't want to buy the Battle Cat because it was just going to snowball from there, right? Mm -hmm. I know me. Mm -hmm. I know the way I work. So, that being said, I finally broke down. I was at Walmart one day. No, I was not at Walmart one day. I went to Walmart with the specific purpose of finding that back because i was like i'm just gonna get it mm-hmm. they didn't have any so i went on ebay mm-hmm. and i found one for 23 dollars mm. with free shipping i'm like dude this is cheaper than i would have got it at walmart that's awesome so i ordered it and it came in mm-hmm. i want you to look up there just oh look, yeah look over I, your I, saw, I saw who's sitting on battle cat it's not she man but it's he man he man because like i said if i get battle cat i'm gonna end up buying he man because somebody's got to sit on battle cat well, if I have He-Man, who do I have to have He-Man fight? Skeletor. Look over here on the shoulder. Oh, shit. So I got Skeletor, right? So now I'm on my downhill snowball. Well, He-Man's got Battle Cat to sit on. Skeletor has Panthor. It's not right that he doesn't have something. That's what Skeletor sitting on? That is it, is it Panthor? Panthor. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, it's that's, Panthor. It's not, oh, trust me. I know. It's not. Anything else isn't so... What about from Purple Cat? <laughs> no, from Thundercats. Wasn't is Panthor was no, that was Panthra. Okay, so I, I was just making Panthro. sure. Panthro. Panthro. Okay, that's why I was like, name. I felt like their names were close. Man, I'm on a bad, bad downhill snowball oh, here. Oh shit! Because well, what did I tell you? I told you this would happen. Mm-hmm. If I bought one, I was going to get in this whole Master of the Universe thing. Mm-hmm. I got a T, uh, Tila and an Evil Lynn on the way in the mail. Oh goodness! Because they both have to have a girl with them now. Mm-hmm. You know, He-Man's got to have Tila, and Skeletor has to have Evil Lynn. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be like, well, where's Man-at-Arms? That's going to be my... I know that's going to be my next thing. So now that we've talked about that, let's segue into this. Mm-hmm. You knew we were going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think you know where I'm going. All right, let's hear it. I'm a child of the 80s. Mm-hmm. 
Thundercats, mm-hmm. He-Man, mm-hmm. fucking Smurfs. Uh, what Johnny Quest? Johnny Quest. That was when I was really. That was late seventy. That's when I was really little. Gotcha. The giant spider in the beginning. Pew 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 pew, pew and Haji, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Silverhawks. Mm-hmm. Voltron. Yes. Was all my, you. If it was a major Dungeons and Dragons, major cartoon franchise of the eighties, you name it, that was my shit. I just want to say a few things. And I'm really going to try to be nice here, but I don't know if I can. And a lot of you already know where I'm going. Because mm-hmm. if you are into pop culture at all, you know what's going on with Kevin Smith and his Masters of the Universe Netflix debacle. Damn. And I can't call it anything else but a debacle. Damn. I am not the irate fanboy. I don't usually play that role. I don't. And it, everybody. And you guys know this. If you listen to this podcast. Everybody lost their shit about Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's the big deal? Let's have some strong female characters. Everybody lost their shit about Wonder Woman. And I'm like, dude, it's Wonder Woman. That's what she's supposed to do. I liked Wonder Woman 84. I liked both the Wonder Woman movies. I, I'm not a misogynist or a sexist of any kind. I have daughters. I raised <laughs> my daughters to know that they can do anything a man can do. Except fight. You know, Except fly a jet plane, and, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but um, I'm very, and it is really understating this to say how disappointed I was with the new Netflix Masters of the Universe revelation. Damn. Did you, did you watch it? Mm-mm. I forced myself through five shitty episodes of this absolute bullshit because i didn't want to get on here and fucking talk about it and have people go you don't only watch the first episode you didn't watch the whole thing yes i fucking did i got through the first episode and i turned it off and i said fuck this shit and then i said no i cannot do that i cannot bitch about this unless i have watched the entire thing so i watched the entire insufferable fucking thing and i am so my anger has now transmorphed into disappointment. I am disappointed in Netflix. I am disappointed in Kevin Smith. I'm disappointed in everybody. I'm disappointed in anybody who thought this was going to be good, that anybody was going to accept this. I'm disappointed in anybody that's lying about it and saying people liked it because the only people that liked it were the critics and it was because they had to. I am so fucking sick of people ruining my childhood. Make another story. No, you got to bank. You got to you got to cash in on a a a franchise that's already established, so you can make some money off it while pushing your fucking agenda at the same time. It's bullshit. And I never thought I would. I never thought these words would leave my mouth because I have been a Kevin Smith fan for as long as he has been making movies. Anything he touches, in my opinion, has been gold. I I was. Even when they announced that they were releasing Clerks 3, mm-hmm. and I was like, that seems a little excessive, but I'm going to watch it because it's... Ca-. You know what? Fuck you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> I will not be watching Clerks 3 because it's probably going to be more of the garbage that you've obviously succumbed to with He-Man. Or I can't even call it He-Man. With Masters of the Universe and the Tila Show and whatever the fuck else it is, stop ruining shit. You said in the past you weren't a He-Man fan, and now all of a sudden you're saying you are. It's fucking bullshit. 
And, uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much more about it because I'm so fucking disappointed. The first five minutes of it were fucking amazing. I started watching this and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Because it's, it's balls to the wall right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's a legend of He-Man and Skeletor. And they're showing all this old school artwork from the original Master of the Universe that never got used. Mm-hmm. And fuck, it was amazing. It was like every He-Man fanboy's dream. Like, yeah. And the new adventures of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And that's where it ends. Damn. As at, at that point, everything goes downhill. I'm going to spoil this if anybody hasn't seen it or hasn't heard the spoilers. He-Man dies in the first episode. He's gone. It's not even... We're talking full-on fucking Star Wars shit here. <laughs> the last Jedi shit. Like, you kill He-Man in the first episode and Skeletor. They're both dead. They're gone. And then, finally, at the very end... I thought they were going to redeem themselves because they go to... And first, this is stupid. They live in Eternia. He, the heaven in Eternia is called Preternia. <laughs> what the fuck? But they go to Preternia and they find Prince Adam. I'm like, oh, finally. Maybe they're going to... Maybe this all had a method to it. No. They So the whole thing was Adam's like, I can come back with you. But if I die again, I can't come back here. I just go away. I don't get to take my place because there's other He-Man guys mm-hmm. in Preternia. There were other heroes of Returnia, and that's where they it's like Valhalla. That's where they get to go. He's like, I can leave and come back with you, but I can never come back here if I do. So not only did he sacrifice himself once to save the universe, he's sacrificing his soul now to come back and try to fix things. He's not even back for three seconds and he gets killed again, which means he can never come back. What? The, and it was Prince Adam. He never turned back into He-Man. So you don't even get He-Man again. I don't understand. I don't understand the mentality. I don't understand why anybody thinks this garbage is going to be good. If you liked this show, please forgive me. But that's you're allowed to like it if you want to like it. But if you grew up in the 80s like I did, this is garbage. It's absolute garbage. You know, I don't know. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm just fucking disappointed. I would watch The Howling 7 again before I would watch this shit. And that's bad because <laughs> Howling 7 was... Gr- I, let's go watch Fast 9. I don't know. Ugh. Oh, my God. You don't understand, Roman. You, you, oh, my God. It's... I don't know. I, I, I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. So what was the, the whole plot? Because I was just trying to read you know, right now about it. So in the very beginning, Skeletor finally gets into Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. They used Mark Hamill for Skeletor's voice. And Mark Hamill in all the animated Batman movies is the Joker. The Joker so right. it's the fucking Joker's voice coming out of Skeletor. I was fucking losing my shit with excitement. I'm like, this is amazing. Right. So Skeletor actually uncovers this orb that's got all the secrets to Grayskull. But then by releasing it, the entire universe was going to be destroyed. So He-Man invokes the power of Grayskull again as He-Man, mm-hmm. which superpowers him but blows everything up. And he stabs Skeletor and they both die. And he sacrifices himself to save Castle Grayskull and the universe. This is after they unceremoniously kill Moss Man, which sucked. But Tila mm-hmm. 
right before all this happened and they had to go to Castle Grayskull, Man-at-Arms is stepping down and retiring. Mm-hmm. So they're naming Tila as Man-at-Arms. And there is literally minutes of everybody just sucking Tila's dick. See, Tila's so, oh my God, Tila, she's so amazing and strong. And oh God, I wish I could be like Tila. And I started getting an inkling in my head. You're like, oh. What the fuck is happening here? Right. So then after He-Man dies, they all get back to Castle Grayskull. And Man-at-Arms has to break the news to He-Man's parents. Well, to Prince Adam's parents. Mm -hmm. Your son just died. So his mom knew he was Mm He-Man. Orko knows. Cringer knew Battle Cat and Man-at-Arms and the Sorceress. Those Mm -hmm. are the people that knew in the show all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. It was kept a secret for the same reason Batman hides his secret identity. Right. Because you can really hurt the people he loves to get to him. It's the whole reason he does it. Mm-hmm. So, when Man-at-Arms tells King Randor that his son is dead because mm-hmm. he was really He-Man, mm-hmm. instead of mourning, he gets super pissed and banishes Man-at-Arms from Eternia forever and if you come back here i'll kill you i will have you killed what the fuck that makes no sense whatsoever tila then is like i don't understand this first off you want a strong female character i'm all about that Mm -hmm. i'm totally i have daughters i have a granddaughter i'm all about strong female characters Mm -hmm. but if i think if i was a woman i would be insulted by this take of a strong female character. First off, she's built like a man. Mm. She looks like a man. Mm. She looks like one of them dudes that dresses like a lady and says he's a, a, a chick. I'm a, my name's Maureen now, or my name's Jessica. You know what I mean? She's, she's almost as big as he, man. She's fucking buff. Evil Lynn is buff. They're all fucking ripped up. And he, man just died. Mm hmm. She just found out not only did she lose He-Man, but her best friend, Prince Adam. But no, she's going to do, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, she's going to do the chick thing. This is all about me. How dare you? None of you, you all knew this, and you didn't tell me that Adam was He-Man? How could you? I don't give a fuck that your son's dead. I don't give a fuck that Eternia just lost their champion. I don't give a fuck that your friend is gone. This is about me. How dare you not tell me? And she takes her little Tila crown thing off and throws it down. She's like, I'm out. Fuck you guys. And she leaves. That's and so then they catch up with her, however, like a year later or whatever. So now she's like a professional thief. That's what she does for a living, and she has a companion. Mm. And okay, I'm I'm going to do this. Roman, black dude, close, black. black. Yes. Okay. How did you know? Because it's it's. Do, mm-hmm. Isn't that a little bit insulting yeah, too? Because we have to be the secondary. Jesus person Christ! Now. I'm so sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. Mm-hmm. How about this? If you want a strong female character, if you want a strong black female character, make one. Mm-hmm. Make one. Why does it have to be something that's already exist? That's insulting in itself because you're saying, I'm too stupid to make up something on my own. I'm going to steal somebody else's idea and just make it what I wanted. Mm-hmm. That's insulting to me. And I'm not even a person of color. I'm not a woman. But it's fucking insulting, not only to my intelligence, but to that group of people 
to me. It's the same thing we've been talking about with this whole thing where white people think it's their job to stand up and be like, oh, these poor black people, they're too dumb to stick up for themselves. We got to do it for them. Fuck you. You want to talk about white privilege? That's some fucking white privilege right there. <laughs> they don't need, you don't need me to speak for you. No. You're not, yeah. It, it, I don't know how else to explain this other than it's so accepted now that if you speak out against or say anything about it, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a misogynist. I am the opposite. Mm hmm you make me a fucking strong black woman character. Fucking Storm. Mm -hmm. What about that? I'm all for that shit. She's right here. Yes, because <laughs> I agree. Little girls need something to look up to that's mm -hmm. not a dude. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it does them any good. You wanted to talk all kinds of shit about Barbie giving women, a, a little girls, a, a impossible body image to live up to. Then you got Teal and Evil Lynn running around looking like fucking bodybuilders. Are you kidding me? That's not the opposite end of that body image issue? Seriously? Not only that, but then you have to think you take, you go from overly sexualized to now overly manned. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't know what you would call, you know, the... Manalization. Oh, masculine. They call him, they're calling him whammon. Oh, my God. That's the new term. It's fucking hilarious, but wow. I, I don't get it. Like, even Star Wars, mm -hmm. if you wanted to make Rey the main character, I was totally cool with that, but the way they did it and how they did it's like we talked about Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that reboot because mm -hmm. they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. That was not. Dr. Vakeman and Dr. Spengler and Winston, and it wasn't those kids. They were new characters doing the same thing. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I was totally cool with that. If they had came up and been like, my name's Janice Vakeman, <laughs> that would have pissed me off. Like, it would have royally off. pissed me off. But off. I liked the movie because not only were they their own characters, mm -hmm. they never really made a big deal out of the fact that we're women. Mm -hmm. Well, you're women. You can't do that. They never did that in the movie. And I thought that was cool. I also thought it was funny that they reversed the role with Chris Hemsworth, mm -hmm. that he was the eye candy and kind of the sexual object. Mm -hmm. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was very well done. A lot of people disagree with me, but I didn't hate that Ghostbusters movie. It was funny. I liked it. And because, yeah, you didn't, you took a franchise, but you weren't making them the characters that I was already familiar with and in love with mm -hmm. and trying to make them something else. And you didn't kill them all off so the women could take over. Right. Because, like, in that moment, because what you just described with He-Man is you take a shit on a guy just to uplift a girl. Right. And you don't have to. Right. <laughs> and if you watched, if anybody involved in this series, which I'm sure none of them watched the old series um, religiously like I did, but if you watched it, Tila was a fucking badass. She was captain of the Royal Guard. Mm -hmm. She was right underneath Man-at-Arms. She And she fought alongside He-Man all the time. Mm -hmm. She kicked everybody's ass. She was a fucking badass. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's it was insulting all the way around to me. And I don't know. I'm just <laughs> sick of my childhood because there's a She-Ra cartoon out now too. Mm -hmm. And She-Ra's a lesbian and the animation is horrible. And at least this I enjoyed the animation. The only good thing I have to say about this show is the first five minutes and the animation was pretty cool. Oh, so they were saying that it's the, the same animation of uh, Blood of Zeus. I don't know so what that is. It was Blood of Zeus and then Castlevania. They're Castlevania. All, yeah, oh that my shit was god. Badass. 
And again, why? Badass. They didn't deviate from the original story. Right. They did it the original story way. They mm-hmm. they didn't deviate from it. They kept it the same. It's fucking amazing. There was no agenda behind it. You mm-hmm. want to know why anime is so popular in this country? And why it's kicking everything else's ass? Because anime is committed to telling a good story and giving you likable characters. And it's usually you know, a derivative of the manga. Yes. And they're not pushing some kind of stupid agenda that nobody fucking wants to hear. They're all sick of having shoved down our throats. So, the, so like Castlevania, for example, um, watching uh, Alucard. Yes. I was like... The funny thing is, the whole time, I'm like, oh, he probably goes both ways. Right. Probably. You know, it's well, just yeah, a it's vampire. anime, of course. It's, it's like, just a vampire yeah. thing, you know? Like, I think, you know, that's... Because I think we're introduced to that with Interview of the Vampire. Yes. You know, I think... Very androgynous. Right. It is one of those, everybody's having a good time kind of thing. Right. So, in the in the Castlevania, I'm like... I saw it coming. All right. Right. It's not bad. But even Whatever. even so, <laughs> I'm even okay with like I don't think just like the fact if you if you track this cuz I'm very into pop culture, if you track this, mm-hmm. the, these are fads. Mm-hmm. They're social fads oh, yeah, is what yeah, they yeah, are. Like And I don't want that that I, I don't want my, that to sound bad. No, but, but well it is in a way cuz it's insulting. Mm-hmm. In in my day, which cuz I'm old, mm-hmm. in the 80s, it was all of a sudden every show Mm-hmm. Had to have the token black guy. Mm-hmm. Every movie had to have the token, and that's why it became a term, the token black guy. Because mm-hmm. oh, every show's got to buy. Well, in the nineties, then every show had to have the token gay guy mm-hmm. or gay girl or mm-hmm. gay person, mm-hmm. person of gay whatever. Mm-hmm. Now in the two thousands and coming up into now, every show has to have. Well, this person's transgender. Mm-hmm. It's never enough. Like, I I don't know like where it stops or, or where it even comes from or why we think this is necessary because I have a lot of people of color in my life mm-hmm. and that is by my best friends like you, mm-hmm. Jeff, mm-hmm. Najee, mm-hmm. most of my best friends are black. people of color, yes. <laughs> and I'm trying to be politically correct by saying, yeah, but you know, I, I love hanging out with you guys. Time out, for example, for, for one, you said you're not a person of color. What is your last name? Crawford. Oh, Esperanza. Esperanza. That's my <laughs> internet name. I mean, I am half Mexican. I am half. Definitely. But, but when you look at when you look at yourself, right? And when a person looks at you, they automatically think Caucasian. Right. That's why, dude. Yeah. Automatically think that. But but you guys are in my life mm-hmm. by choice. Definitely. Definitely. I choose to definitely. hang out because first off, I know uh, you and Jeff, especially if I need anything, you guys got my back. Definitely. And that's, I don't go looking for color. That's what I look for in a friend. Mm-hmm. If I can call you at any time of night and you're mm-hmm. like, what's going on? Let's do this. Right. You're my dude. Right. I don't give a fuck what color you are, what race you are, what creed. I don't care if you're a fucking transgender, whatever. Right. I, I just don't happen to know any. Right. You know what I mean? But I don't need it like, oh, man. Uh, so I have to fill out this roster. And right. You, you're I the- have to have an Asian friend. <laughs> I have to have a black friend. I have to have a transgender. In order for me to be a good person. No. I have, you know, it's stupid. To be honest, I, I, think what it, I think what it is now, and this this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think it's considered, I think it's part of white guilt. Yes, absolutely. Because it's like, well, you know, Things have happened in the past, and blah, not blah, only blah. white guilt. Now it's like straight guilt. Just guilt, yeah. If you're if you're a straight white male, you are fucked. It's like what? All, all right, I I guess like right. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it goes in cycles and it just keeps adding and adding and adding. And I just don't I don't think it's necessary. And if you want to do it, it's cool. I'm all for it. Right. Just don't fuck up something that's already there. Right. Don't, make, you, you, make something, do something original. You don't have to maim something that was already. And you have to piss a bunch of people off to do it because mm-hmm. it's almost like rage bait. Like mm-hmm. We want to make you mad, and if you get mad, we're going to say you're this, this, or this. You're a misogynist or you're a racist, and mm-hmm. it's bullshit. No, I am a kid that loved He-Man when I was a kid, and I fucking don't like it being fucked with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how would you like it if we took something you liked and, let God forbid, let's take uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and make her a guy? Like, oh, my God. Heads would fucking roll down the goddamn hill. Right. You know, let, you know let's make Wonder Woman a dude. Yeah, it doesn't work both ways. Mm-mm. It absolutely does not work both ways. And the same people, <laughs> and this is the thing, they eat themselves because the same people that are like, we were talking about... Um, the role of Two Face mm-hmm. in Tim Burton Batman mm-hmm. being um, Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, God uh, damn it! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name. Fuck. Anyway, and we, you know, and I believe that, but they, they always say when there's a gender reversal or when there's a, a race reversal or whatever, they always say, "Well, that was the best person for the part." Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Why then are those same people pissed off when a uh, a black guy on a cartoon is voiced by somebody who's not black? Why are they pissed off then? Because that was the best person for the part. So it works the same way, I think. So the the one of the outrages that I laughed at recently was um, they wouldn't make Idris Elba 007. Oh, seriously? Yeah. See, I would have been okay with that. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And he's English. You know why I would have been okay with that? he's the best one for the fucking job? Because they constantly trade out 007s. Right. I don't give a fuck if he's black. Well, why wouldn't they make... Because they were afraid people would get pissed off so, and watch it. Um, I read... There was a couple different things. And one person was like, because he's a white character. It's like... Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, right. Because the... The, the, the mythos kind of is, and this has been talked about a lot... Mm-hmm. Because there's so many different actors, mm-hmm. that James Bond 007 is a monocle. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a. That's what it it's is. It's a title. Mm-hmm. It's not a person. Because person, right. there's no way it's the same guy. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I think I don't think I would have been upset about that. No. And I don't know how some people are saying how is that different. I don't really know how that's different. For one, it's a. It's now I will tell you, and this is going to sound very sexist. Mm-hmm. If they had picked a woman to be James Bond, that probably would have pissed me off. Because she's clearly, I don't think you can be James if you're a girl. Well, I know, but you know what I mean, 007. I stopped watching Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Because of the girl. And I was a huge, dude, I've been a Doctor Who fan since I was eight years old. So. watching that shit. They had the same thing with um, Colonel Sanders. So, you know, that there was a couple different people that played Colonel Sanders. A lot of different people. So, um, wasn't Reba Colonel Sanders yes. at one point? So, this is the crazy amazing. thing. So, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, Colonel Sanders being a real life person, he was a person, yeah. I, I understand, but if I'm not mistaken, David Allen Greer was supposed to be one of the Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it's kind of funny, too. So, <laughs> fucked up in a way. <laughs> and they were like, no, you can't do this because Colonel Sanders is a white man. In reality, he was a white man, and then you go do Reba. Right. right. Which is like. But that's what? comedy. It's comedy. What? I think that's different. The funny thing is, and this would have been way out of bounds, way out of bounds. Uh-huh. 
But I'd have been like, he's the extra crispy Colonel Sanders. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish oh, I wish ODB was still alive because we could have got him to be Colonel Sanders. Oh that my god! <laughs> but there's there's certain things that okay, uh, uh, from a um, and I know we're way off of Top Gun. Yeah, I know. Um, but when it comes to a historical standpoint, people are going to be people, you know. Right. And that person, you yeah. know, of course, you know, you can't make this person a girl because that was an actual person even though they did it with colonel sanders right. but when it comes to made up characters you have some leeway i think that was different though with colonel sanders mm -hmm. because it was a gag the gag was we got all these different people being colonel sanders i think david allen greer that would have been fucking hysterical right because that was the gag mm -hmm. we're dressing all because sean michaels was colonel sanders mm -hmm. dolph ziggler these wrestlers were colonel sanders they had all these different people dressing up as Colonel Sanders. That became the gag. Mm -hmm. That would make. That's why Reba doing it was funny, and that's why David Allen Greer doing it would have been even funnier, because that's the gag. Especially, it's kind of a fuck you also because you know Colonel Sanders was, was from racist. the South, right. and yeah, he was probably and, and, it's, and it's fried chicken. Mm -hmm. It's fucking funny. That's Dave Chappelle shit right there. Right. Oh my god, and that's the thing. You guys got to get a sense of humor, mm -hmm. and. Shit is supposed to be funny. So there's sometimes you gotta laugh. But this other shit that's going on that I'm complaining, it's because it's not comedy. It's mm -hmm. not supposed to be funny. It's not a gag. They're being serious. Mm -hmm. You're serious? Like really? You know, I don't know, dude. I think I'm kind of disappointed. I think Idris Elba would have been because he's a badass. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it that I haven't liked. Uh, I liked the whatchamacallit even though it wasn't anywhere near the book Which what was one? it the, oh um, the, the tower yeah the, it was the, the dark, dark tower. tower I didn't watch it it was a badass movie though. I refused to watch it because I was a fan of the book and I knew I was going to like it either way and I like Idris Elba so yeah I didn't watch it <laughs> but some fucking black you know Superman what's really good? <laughs> you know what's really good is that he's in a movie with Kate Winslet where they crash on oh, the yeah, top yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called Um, it's not the flight but it's a, they're like they're like a little dinghy or they're in like a little yeah a little Cessna, two person plane. Cessna that movie something. is so incredibly good. Yeah, I really really enjoyed that. One. Yeah, like I said, he's a really good actor, and yeah, I've re I don't think I've ever seen anything with him in it that I haven't liked. The Mountain Between Us. The Mountain Between Us, dude. That movie is so good. If you guys have not seen that, it's a good watch. It's a really really good watch. But um, we've probably bitched enough. It's probably time that we've done this little thing that we call... The Tale of the Tape. Now they're almost an hour in. <laughs> in which I will be reading the back of the VHS we are doing today, which is Top Gun. And I have my spectacles back. Oh shit. So let's do this. A hip heart-pounding combination of action, music, and incredible aerial photography helped make Top Gun the blockbuster hit of 1986. Top Gun takes a look at the danger and excitement that awaits every pilot at the Navy's prestigious fighter weapons school. Tom Cruise is superb as Maverick Mitchell, a daring young flyer who's out to become the best of the best, and Kelly McGillis sizzles as the civilian instructor who teaches Maverick a few things you can't learn in a classroom. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Cruise keeps the movie at full throttle. That's Peter Travers with People Magazine. 
And that is the back of the tape, ladies and gentlemen. Kelly McGillis has given some private lessons, if you know what I mean. Hot for teacher. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, that's it. And uh, we're covering Top Gun today. And uh, we hope we didn't offend anybody, but these are our opinions. And uh, I mean, we're not looking to offend anybody, and I'm not looking to be offended. But I don't know. I can't even call it offended. I was just downright upset and disappointed because right. you get real hyped about some things. Because I didn't really hear. Because people are saying that there's this whole thing where they're saying like Kevin Smith lied about this for a year leading up to the show. I didn't hear any of that. Like I wasn't privy to it. Mm-hmm. I just saw the thing on Netflix. I'm like. <gasps> He-Man. There's a He-Man show? What the hell? And I started watching, and I really, I hadn't heard anything. Mm-hmm. That's what got me, is I hadn't, and then I went on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, there's, I'm not the only person that hated this. Cool. And then, yeah, I was just, I think that surprised me more than anything was I started watching. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. So, the other thing I did, um, I've watched a lot of, uh, I started. Um, Lost. The, you, watched, you started watching Lost. No, I have I have the whole series on DVD, but um, it gets kind of convoluted the last two seasons. The All first right. couple seasons were fucking amazing. I love that show. Good old John Locke mm-hmm. that was on us. He, was the, he was the sheriff in Silver Bullet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, no, I watched the Am- Amityville Horror, the original one. Gotcha. And then I watched not the, not the Ryan Reynolds. Well, I did. I watched Amityville Horror, the original. Then I watched Amityville Two, The Possession. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the 2005 remake with Ryan Reynolds, which I love. I used that was one of my go-to movies for a while that I would put on just to watch because it was so great. My favorite part of that whole movie is when he goes in that closet and that little girl's got the bullet hole in her head, and she grabs his finger and she's like smiling, and she's ready <laughs> to stick the finger in her bullet hole in her head. I laughed out loud at that at the movie theater, and I probably shouldn't have. Ah, ah, look at it. She's going to stick his finger in her bullet hole. Ah, that <laughs> jerk. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was great. But, yeah, so I've been kind of diving into the old horror movies lately, kind of prepping myself a little bit for Halloween because it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, you know, because I start my Halloween festivities in July. I start mentally preparing myself. Dude, we're on this year because I was at Sprouts. There's a Sprouts coming here. Did you know that? I did not know. It'll be open in about a month. I'm mm-hmm. really happy because I live in the outlands of Arizona. Where it's miles away from civilization and we're getting a Sprouts, so I'm very happy. But I was at Sprouts the other day because since I've been eating better, mm-hmm. um, I've been going to Sprouts a lot because I like getting the fresh stuff and they have a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the hummus and stuff there is really good. Anyway, they got the pumpkin porter, the the, mm. the um, Four Peaks mm-hmm. pumpkin porter there. Um, and if I have to buy some early and save it and just stick it in the fridge for mm-hmm. Halloween. Oh, fuck it. I'm doing we're it. We're doing it. Yeah. So we're going to have actual pumpkin porter this year and it's going to be awesome. Nice. And... Um, I also want to do the, uh, I want to break out that horror VHS game and play that at some point. I remember you were saying that. But yeah, I got a lot of, I'm already starting to work on the programming. Mm. I've got some music going. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm really, really excited. In fact, Top Gun wasn't ready last week because I was fucking around with Halloween shit. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> and then uh, next week we're doing my birthday episode, which mm-hmm. is going to be cool. You can come back next week, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, cool. 
Because if we don't, it'll be after, and then... Yes, next week, not the following week. Right. We'll take a break after that. I'll be in the Dominican Republic. Are you serious? Mm Mm-hmm. What are you going to the Dominican Republic for? So there's a line dancing event. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be out there Every for... year I go to the Dominican Republic to <laughs> line dance. <laughs> now you have a friend in the line, line dancing, dancing business. business. <laughs> I usually, I don't go to the Dominican Republic. I usually go to Banana Republic or get a button-up shirt or something. Mm. Is that even a store anymore? I don't even know. That's how uh, old I am. I, mm, I, I don't remember know. Banana Republic. It's part of the Gap brand. Uh, I so used to go to the one in uh, Scottsdale Fashion Square when I wanted to be fancy and get a fancy button-up shirt. So it's and Old Navy Banana. Gap Banana Republic. Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I thought it was all fancy. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'll be there for six days. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You can take some pictures on the Instagram. Yeah, as long as, you know, the Rona don't get us. Oh, God. Uh, shit is getting kind of... started on that. Out of hand. But yeah, check that on the, on, on the IG tip. Fuck yeah. Check Roman out. And Damn right. pictures from the uh, Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. I'll be taking pictures from the old uh, bedroom republic. Oh, shit. Studio republic. Oh, shit. Because <clears throat> the studio is in my bedroom. I talk big shit like it's studio. <laughs> One day I will have an actual studio. One day. We'll be coming to you live from the 700 Tapes Podcast Studios. Mm. All right. um, Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, we need to get into this because holy shit, we burned a lot of time. I knew if I started bitching, it was going to go bad. But um, let's, I know we just did a tale of tape, but let's go ahead and check out the preview or the trailer for this movie. Mother, this is X-ray Tango 127. We're at Angels 11, bearing 090. Over. Nice going, Mustang. Maneuvers completed. Relax and uh, have one more. Roger, then, Mother. Great. What's the problem, Mustang? No problem. Trouble with your refreshment system? Uh, negative. Choice of a new generation. Last year's top movie is coming to your VCR. Top Gun. Buy it for the unbelievable price of $26.95. Tom Cruise in the video cassette premiere of Top Gun from Paramount. Characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. Five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. 
the wild card. Lies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. Figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Top Gun. There it is. <clears throat> Dude, I remember I went and saw this movie when it came out in 1986, so I was 11 years old. And uh, I thought this was the coolest movie I'd ever seen in my life. Damn. Yeah, I was totally into Top Gun. This was like my favorite movie of all time for a little while mm-hmm. when I was younger. Before I discovered the Lost Boys, well, I saw the Lost Boys too, but before I like really got into the Lost Boys, this was my shit. So, uh, Top Gun was released on what did we say, May the eighth? Uh, where did I do with it? It was May sixteenth, nineteen eighty six. Uh, this movie grossed a shit ton of money, a metric shit ton. Uh, the the budget on this was fifteen million dollars. Its opening weekend, it made eight million dollars. It grossed a hundred and eighty million dollars in the U.S. and Canada, and worldwide, three hundred and fifty-seven goddamn million dollars. That's Terminator Goodness money right there, gracious. dude. Oof. Craziness, absolute craziness. This movie stars, of course, Tom Cruise as Maverick. Um. Anthony Edwards is Goose. You'll also remember him from ER. Uh, Kelly McGillis as Charlie or Charlotte. Uh, Val Kilmer as Iceman. Tom Skerritt as Viper. Michael Ironside as Jester. And Tim Robbins as Merlin mm-hmm. in a couple of scenes. That's pretty cool. Good old Shawshank Redemption guy. Meg Ryan as Carol. That's Goose's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. And then Adrian Pazdar as Chipper, mm-hmm. who... Roman reminded me was the star of Near Dark. Mm-hmm. He was the cowboy kid from Near Dark, and also what else did you say he was in? He was right. the dad on Heroes. Mm-hmm. I didn't really watch Heroes, so he's a politician, but mm. he's a he's the dad. It's so weird because it so doesn't look like him, right? That's so I, I crazy. Him, like a couple times, and I was like, "Oh, is that uh, maybe, maybe?" And then at the end, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely him." Right, definitely him. So, um, the real Top Gun school imposes a $5 fine to any staff member that quotes this film. Damn. <laughs> it's got to be annoying. <laughs> Is this um, the highway to the danger zone? They're like, five bucks, please. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel the need. Nah, uh, uh, uh-uh. Five bucks. Uh-uh. I feel the need for you to give me five dollars. Uh-huh. 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 Get this. Remember when they were in the bar and she was with the older guy and he was like, you're making a mistake with that older guy. That's her dad. And she was like, should I make a mistake with a younger guy like you? And he's like, maybe. Mm-hmm. No. Charlie's older man date at the officer's club was the real life Viper. Oh, that's badass. Pete Pettigrew. He was a retired Navy pilot and Top Gun instructor and shot down a MiG during the Vietnam War. He served as a technical consultant on the film. That's fucking cool. Dude, I used to... I, this movie was my religion for a while when I was for about a year or two when I first went out and saw it. So get this. I don't know if this is going to be in the in the uh, trivia or not, but I remember this mm-hmm. myself. They had 
Navy recruiters. Oh yeah, it's on outside it. the theater. It's on. It's on there. And I saw it. people were stopping and signing up, like they were going to be a fighter pilot. You know what I mean? Holy shit! No, it's on there. I, I okay. promise you. I, I, I was when you were looking through, mm-hmm. like earlier, I saw it and was like, "What?" So I'm glad you brought that up. Nice. Look right here. Oh, writing on the back of this film, success, the U.S. Navy set up recruiting booths in the major cinemas to try to catch some of the adrenaline-charged guys leaving the screenings. They had the highest application rates for for years as a result. It's true. I saw people stopping. And I'm like, wow. Even at 11, I'm like, are you serious? Right. Val Kilmer did not want to be in this film, but was forced to by contractual obligations. However, it became one of the most iconic roles of his career. That's so crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer on conceiving Tom Cruise. Convincing. Conceiving Tom Cruise. Goodness. On convincing Tom Cruise to sign on to the film after his initial reluctance. So they, the Navy, take Tom up there and they do 5Gs. They do barrel rolls. They do everything. He's heaving in the plane. He gets on the tarmac, runs into a payphone, and said, I'm in. I'm doing the movie. I love it. This is great. Badass. It says up here that. Anthony Edwards is the only actor who didn't vomit in the fighter jets. <laughs> Dang. Wow. The tension between Maverick and Iceman isn't just down to good acting. Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer kept their distance from each other and never socialized. Wow. I believe it. You got to think. They're, they're both fucking juggernauts in the box office at this time. Right. You know, they're both pretty good heartthrobs. But I'm going to tell you guys, it's about Tom Cruise and you're never going to see it. He has one middle tooth in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He has one tooth right in the middle of his mouth on top. That protrudes. Like, yeah, like his top teeth are a little off-centered. So he's got one big tooth like uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, Fang Face, the cartoon <laughs> Fang Face. That's what he looks like. You'll never see it now. You're welcome. The character portrayed by Kelly McGillis is based on Christine Fox, a civilian flight instructor the producers met on a visit to Miramar while doing research to prepare for the film. Fox eventually rose to the ranks of the Pentagon, retiring on May 2014 as Acting Deputy Secretary of Defense, the highest post ever held by a woman at the Departments of Defense. Dang. Nice. The F-14 pilot who flipped the bird at the MiG pilot was Scott Altman of VF-51, who eventually became a NASA astronaut flying as pilot on two missions and as commander of two more missions. Wow. Tom Cruise had to wear lifts in his in his scenes with Kelly McGillis. Cruise is five seven while McGillis is five ten. That's hilarious. That's some Van Damme shit right there. <laughs> Fucking Tom Cruise. The Pentagon charged Paramount Pictures one point eight million dollars to use all of their planes and aircraft carriers for the film. Wow. Doesn't seem like too much. Pete Maverick Mitchell's first name was Evan in early scripts of the film. It was later changed to Pete as an homage to Pete Pettigrew, who worked on the film. That was the real Viper. All of Maverick's stunt flying in the film was done by Scott Altman, who later went on to become an astronaut, which we just read. So my thing is with that, um, Evan would have been too close to fucking Mission Impossible. Oh, you're right. Isn't his name Evan? No, it's... uh, It's not Evan. It's... uh, it starts with Ethan. Ethan. There it's we go. Ethan. Yes. There we go. That's why I was like, fuck, I know yeah. it's an E. Most of the actors who portrayed F-14 crew members received backseat rides in the F-14, and several of the scenes which appear in the film were filmed with the actors in the air. Nice. Following the movie, some of the F-5s used as the MiG-28s maintained their black paint schemes and served as aggressor aircraft simulating enemy planes in the real-life Top Gun program. Nice. 
Meg Ryan and Anthony Edwards became an item after film filming concluded. Mm. Look at that. Mm. Life imitating art. This film was inspired by the article in the May 1983 issue of California Magazine about the U.S. Navy's Top Gun school. So, this is cool. This is my personal history. Top Gun was at Miramar in San Diego. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law was stationed at Miramar. Oh. So, I think I mentioned before on the podcast, I used to go out to San Diego quite a bit when I was in high school to see my sister who lived there. Mm-hmm. And her husband, my brother-in-law, was stationed there. So, he could get me on base. Nice. So I could go to the PX. I got a, a bu- I was trying to find my patches because I've got the actual Tomcat patch that he wears on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. I've got all kinds of F-14 patches and shit from Miramar that I bought at the PX. I was going to put them next to the videotape, and I took the picture and, and didn't put it on Instagram because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find them. But Damn. I got to go to the Top Gun hangar. Oh. I got to go to that hangar where they filmed the, where he was like, you're intel on the mig is wrong that whole i mm-hmm. got to go to that hangar i got to sit in an f-14 oh dang dude i'm losing my mind right now just thinking about it because it was awesome um yeah i got to go to the hangars and check out the planes and i got to see the big thing that said fighter town usa on it oh it was so because that was my i was like maybe 13 or 14 so i was still fresh into this like Top right. Gun, Top Gun. I actually got to go hang out at Top Gun. Nice. Fucking awesome. Um, I One of his friends who became a friend of mine um, is one of the guys at the end of the movie over Tom Cruise's shoulder mm-hmm. celebrating because he was stationed on that aircraft carrier at the time. He also, his barracks were above the volleyball court where they filmed the volleyball scene. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, I only know this because he told me if you look at the movie, the sun is in different positions all through that scene because it took them all day to shoot it because Tom Cruise sucks at volleyball. For one, he's five seven. Yeah, they had to keep reshooting shit. So in the beginning, the sun's like high in the air and at the end, it's like almost sundown. Like it's... Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was pretty cool. No, you you have to think... So... Volleyball is one of those sports you have to be able. You're. This is gonna sound terrible. You got to be long and strong. I'm five <laughs> nine and I'm not bad at volleyball. I'm like it's I, one I of those a pretty decent game of volleyball. Jumping, you know. I don't know how constantly. I do now, but back in the day, I used to play some pretty mean volleyball. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm a bad motherfucker, but yeah. it is always easier. It for definitely me. helps if you're tall. Yes. So Tom Cruise had never ridden a motorcycle until this film. He went to House of Motorcycles in El Cajon, California, to learn. They taught him in the parking lot of their shop. That's funny. Well, all right. El Cajon. I used to hang out in El Cajon, too. There was a mall there that mm. I used to go to. It was pretty cool. I left my wallet in El Segundo. I made. I hit me a right on El Segundo. Oh. <laughs> then I hit I, a fence, hit a fence, hit a fence, then another. Oh. Met me a baby pit bull and his mother. Hey. I left my wallet in El Segundo. I, was, I went a total <laughs> different direction. No, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Went to my homegirl's house. Oh, All night shit. I heard the birds circle while I was eating fish and watching Urkel. <laughs> she told me I could sleep on the couch. By 2 a.m. I was digging it out. Fuck a ghetto bird. Mm. Ali Sheedy turned down the role of Charlie Blackwood because she didn't think that anyone would want to see a movie about fighter pilots. She later regretted this decision. Kenny Loggins was not the first choice to record the song Danger Zone for the film. Toto and Ario Speedwagon were two of the groups considered prior to Loggins. Damn. Cannot imagine that song being done by anybody but Kenny Loggins. Damn. This was the highest grossing movie of 1986. Duh. 
Brian Brian Adams was asked to allow his song "Only the Strong Survive" on the soundtrack, but he refused because he felt that the film glorified war. Of course, he's Canadian. It's okay. <laughs> According to Anthony Edwards, a lot of the humor was discovered at the moment the script was skeletal. We hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the motorcycle ridden by Tom Cruise in the movie is a Kawasaki Ninja 900, then the fastest production motorcycle in the world. Hmm. Wow. And so the funny thing is I have, I had a Kawasaki Ninja 14. Oh, so really? So mine was a ZX-14. Nice. So that's a 1400. God damn. So that's 500 more Jesus. CCs uh-huh. than that. And at the time, until recently, because um, that was about three and a half years ago, so until like recently, that was the fastest production bike. That motherfucker was fast. Damn, I bet. So the, the gentleman's agreement... Between Kawasaki, Honda, Suzuki, everybody that makes sports bikes is uh-huh. they wouldn't make a bike that topped over one hundred and eighty six point six miles per hour, right? Uh-huh. So my 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 tachometer, <laughs> I think it said one eighty, and then there's still two big ticks past it. <laughs> that motherfucker was fast. It oh had six gears. Shit imagine. was fucking retarded. Damn. Like I love the shit out of that bike, and I'm probably gonna end up getting another one. A little later in life. Yeah. But the time that I had it, I probably would have killed myself on it. Shit. I was just thinking you're lucky. It, like, don't get me wrong. That bike was fast. Damn. For no reason. So, it's cool that they've all jockeyed between fastest bike, fastest bike. But it's always been out of Hibusa and, um, and Ninja. So, it's cool to see that it's a Ninja in this. I'm surprised it's not Ducati. Because I know Ducatis right. were kind of big in the 80s, early 90s. So, uh, the line, I feel the need, the need for speed, ranked at number 94 of AFI's list of 100 years, 100 top movie quotes. Why is AFI doing that? Shouldn't they be making another album? I don't know. (laughs) In preparation for his role, Tom Cruise was allowed to take three rides in the F-14 Tomcat. He vomited during the first trip, but was okay during the other two. Damn. In early drafts of the film, the character, Tim Robbins, whose call sign is Merlin, actually had the last name of Merlin, and his call sign was Wizard. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I like right. Merlin better. Yeah. And Anthony Edwards had no idea he was going to sing and pretend to play the piano in one of the scenes. Tony Scott was listening to Jerry Lee Lewis that morning and added it in at the last minute. Yeah, wow. so for this, so this movie has a pretty killer soundtrack. Or the, the movies yeah, that the, yeah, the music does. that's involved yes. in the movie. Yes. I think it is so I think it, it's it's such part of the movie. Like it yeah, has to be like Totally. It it sets the mood, Get you it sets all the fucking vibe. Geared yeah. up. And then when you hear, hear that doom 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 and you're waiting like the whole time I'm like take my no no not yet not yet not yet. Take my breath away. You're like, oh man. Oh, that shit's badass. Like how they prolonged. Right. Like it's like a long ass. Every like, time intro. it had to do with him and her, they were playing mm-hmm. that. And it was and it was actually called Take My Breath Away Love Song from Top Gun. I really? Think in parentheses, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis didn't get along during or after filming. However, they did briefly reunite in twenty ten for the premiere of Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. I see a, a common theme here that people don't get along with Tom Cruise. There comes a point where you gotta say, Maybe it's me. Or Scientology. Right? <laughs> wah, wah. 
1986, jet fuel was pretty cheap, about a dollar per gallon. However, Paramount still paid $10,000 an hour every time they went up in the F-14s. So the other thing I was really into at this time was was jet planes, jet mm-hmm. fighters. I dude, I used to build models, mm-hmm. and uh, did I had all over the place. I had F, the F fifteen was my favorite. Gotcha. I also liked the F fourteens, the F sixteens, F eighteens. I used to go to air shows all the time. Right. I, you like you like the F them all, huh? I did. <laughs> the aircraft carriers used in the film were the USS Ranger and the USS Enterprise. Boldly going where no man had gone before. Mm. Brooke Shields and Deborah Winger were considered for the roles of Charlie Blackwood, but producers wanted an unknown part. Therefore, they cast Kelly McGillis. Mm. John Travolta. Uh, John Travolta was considered for the role of Maverick, but his agent's asking price for him was too high, especially in light of his recent box office flops. Oh. That's right, ass man. I am dangerous. Mm, I'm dangerous. Ooh, we I'm dangerous. You know what they call a uh, F-14 in Paris? <laughs> a greasy lightning. Oh, oh, oh. Do, 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 do. oh my god! He told Kelly, Kelly McGillis, "You're the one that I want." You're ooh, the ooh ooh ooh, ooh, ooh honey. <laughs> Ooh. Stranded at the hangar, <laughs> branded, <laughs> no wings. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Did you break Mach 5? Tell me more, tell me more. Lewis Gossett Jr. was considered for the role of Viper. Oh, Gossett, however, shit. did play the older mentor type role in another 80s fighter jet film, Iron Eagle which I love and I own on VHS and we will be covering, that would have been a good double tap with Top Gun. Iron, Iron Eagle was like the poor man's Top Gun. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was with F-16s. It was pretty cool. I liked it anyway. Mm. Anyway, uh, feature film debut of Meg Ryan. I did not know that. Mm. Uh, Top Gun was the highest grossing film of 1986. It took in $177 million in the U.S. alone and $356 million worldwide. Australian hit Crocodile Dundee was the second biggest film of the year, and Platoon coming in third. Dang. Crocodile Dundee made more money than Platoon. Just let that sink in for a minute. Damn. Okay. Due to their roles as movie villains, the MiG pilots have no name or identity, never talk, and their faces are covered by their helmets, giving them an evil appearance to be the enemy. So what are MiGs? That was just the... No, MiGs are the they're the MiGs are used by like the Russian Air Force, the okay. Israeli Air Force. Okay, because you see the star, so I automatically thought possibly China. China, yeah, pretty much every foreign country but us use MiGs. Gotcha. They're just another type of, of aircraft. aircraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like MiG 28s. I think there's a MiG 17 or something like that. I used to learn a lot more about airplanes, but I don't remember as much of it as I used to. But um, let's jump into the movie. I actually um, got no previews on this tape because as you saw, or as you heard, oh, actually I was going to ask you, did you recognize the commercial? Are you old enough to recognize the commercial that I played in the trailer? I almost want to show it to you because it's so funny. Yeah, go ahead and show it to me. Let me see. It. It, was a diet, it was a Diet Pepsi commercial. I, say, I heard it was Diet Pepsi, and then it was like you know twenty six ninety nine for the V8. And this commercial, not only did it air on TV... But mm. it was at the beginning, and I guess this was maybe not an original tape, because when the videotapes came out, 
this was at the beginning of the videotape before Top Gun would play. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they were pushing Top Gun as, uh, an unbelievable price of twenty six ninety five. This was the first time they had done something like this because when VHS tapes came out, they were fifty, sixty, eighty bucks sometimes, ninety Damn. bucks. They can be really expensive. But Top Gun, this was when they first started trying to push it as a really home entertainment where anybody could afford it type thing. Mm-hmm. That's why they're like at the unbelievable price of twenty six ninety five, you could own it. So okay, hopefully this is the good quality. Uh, audio quality one They're probably gonna be a stupid ad as you can see here yeah it looks I don't exactly care. like a monocore uh-huh here we go so this is the x-ray tangle one two seven we're at angels 11 so ridiculous nice going mustang maneuvers completed relax and have one so they i think these are a4s that they're flying and i swear to god that's zz top in the background but he's got a Pepsi that pops out of his little controller thing. Trouble with your refreshment system? Refreshment system. So now he's going to put out his little cup. He's going to open his Pepsi bottle. He's going to put up his little cup and fly upside down to pour his Pepsi. Was that a Wayans? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. It would have had to have been Keenan Ivory at this time. Right. And now he's flying upside down like in the movie. There's one Diet Cola mm. with a taste that's turning the world upside down. It's funny. Diet Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. So funny. The choice of a, a new, new generation. That was their their slogan. I remember that. Mm. Remember? Do you remember Crystal Pepsi? Mm-hmm. And then they re-released it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I have a bottle of it somewhere that I bought and I didn't open just because shits and giggles. I had a Blue Pepsi recently and that uh. shit was terrible. My mom loved that Crystal Pepsi. She thought it was less fattening for some reason. Because it didn't have any color? Yeah, she thought that it was better for her. Um, We saw Yellow Mountain Dew at the uh, fucking store the other day. It's like Tropical Mountain Dew. Mm. Deacon is a big Mountain Dew fanatic, and he wouldn't even take a chance on it. So So the funny thing is we were talking about uh, soda the other day at the shop, and we went through all these different sodas and stuff, and I was telling people, I was like, yo, like, I feel like I was the first one to try Livewire, which was the orange Mountain Dew. Oh, you know, shit. I can't drink that shit now worth anything. Hell no. Because I drank so much of it. I mean, uh, anytime I got a dollar or two, I was walking to the store getting me a Livewire. Wow. So get this. Ugh. I haven't had a soda in going on four years now. Damn. I haven't had an energy drink in two weeks. Damn. I haven't had a cigarette in two weeks. Nice. So I'm cleaning up my act. Uh, So I haven't had a soda... So, I've had one soda in the last three weeks. Um, prior to that, it's probably been a month and a half. Nice. Yep. I haven't smoked nice. in over... Yeah. So, April will make two years. Nice. Yeah. Damn, the, really? The crazy thing is, I've had... Uh, I had a dream recently that I was smoking. I remember taking a hit of a cigarette, and then my aunt came in and was like... You you haven't smoked since, you know, April of last year. Why would you waste it on just one drag? And I was like, <gasps> and I remember like flicking the cigarette and then I woke up. And then the house blew up. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. But it, it's funny. been at least five or six of them in the last like two months. I'm like, I really want a cigarette. Wow. Too bad. And the big thing is it helps that it's hot. Mm-hmm. 
so I don't want to go outside and smoke. Fuck no. And then I was just smoking in the truck. Well, now Deacon's writing to work with me because he's working with me. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Did I tell you mm-hmm. that? Okay. Um, now he's working where I work, so he carpools with me, so I can't smoke in the truck anymore because he's sensitive to that because he's kind of got asthma. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't have anywhere to smoke anymore. So I just, And then when I got sick, I really didn't want to smoke because I didn't have an appetite. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't leave the bedroom, really. I lived up here for like four days, five days. It's actually longer than that because I was sick Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Damn. That's four days. Then I went to work Monday, mm-hmm. and I was totally sick the whole day, so then I missed Tuesday and Wednesday. Damn. So it was actually like seven days You're like, fuck altogether. it, clean up my act, let me go back. Right. It was bad. Damn. Anyway, so uh, we got no previews here, but the opening of this movie is so cool. The music, like you were saying, the music makes this movie. Mm-hmm. The music and then the way they roll the credits and they give a short history of the, the fighter program. program. And they're mm-hmm. like, it's called the Fighter Weapons School, but the pilots call it Top, Top Gun. And then they opens on the aircraft carrier and like the sun's rising and the jets are being prepped and the guys are out there waving their hands around and shit and unhooking everything. And then all of a sudden it starts. I put danger zone, baby. <laughs> and that's when the planes start taking off. You sure, you sure it wasn't the final countdown? No, that's another movie. That's a, do you know that's a movie? The final countdown? I didn't. Oh. It's a movie where the USS Nimitz mm-hmm. gets caught in a vortex and goes back in time to World War II. Oh, shit. And there's a cool scene where these Japanese Zeros are flying around and the F-14s are buzzing them. And they're just from the fucking shockwaves and then going by and shit. And they have the dilemma of, because it's right before the attack on Pearl Harbor. Do they stop it or not? And they have the option to stop the Japanese fleet. Mm -hmm. Do we do it or do we let it happen? It's really cool. Michael Douglas is in it. Uh, a couple other people, I can't remember who, but it's not a bad movie. It's Gene really, Hackman? No. Seems like something Gene Hackman right. would be in. He's had a birthday. He just turned like 90. 90, 91 or something like that. Damn. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so, yeah. Europe, so Europe wasn't on that soundtrack? No. The final countdown. We used to play that marching band when I was in high school. I believe it should. It's the final countdown. They said that's like one of the worst songs ever made. I love that song. It's, it's, I don't it's, like it like it, but I liked it because I got a drum solo in it when we played it in band. Oh, shit. Yeah. But that's all he says. I don't think he says anything else. Yeah, he does. What do you say? Oh, there's whole kinds of lyrics. We're leaving together. Those are the first lyrics. I know that. But there's there's two there's two verses to that song. Gotcha. That's not all he says. Because I'm an old 80s rocker guy. I, know mm-hmm. I had the album. Oh. It's the only song I listened to it. I wish it was crap. But anyway... So then they show the F-14s coming in and landing, and they're, they're hooked. They're getting hooked because mm-hmm. when the F-14s land on the aircraft carriers, they have the, the line across to catch them because there's not enough room for them to slow all the way down on their own. And then it says uh, there's lots of cool footage of planes and shit. Then it says Indian Ocean, present day. So then an, air, an unknown aircraft is incoming on, on the radar, and the commander's all freaked out. And he goes, who's up there? And they say, Cougar and Merlin? And Maverick and Goose. And he goes, ah, great. Maverick and Goose. And uh, the commander here is the um, the principal from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And he was also briefly in... Slack y'all. Yeah. What did he say? You slackers. Right. <laughs> and he was also briefly in the Amityville Horror, like in the first 
for like 20 seconds in the beginning of the movie he was a cop mm-hmm. and anyway so um then we got the whole iconic talk to me goose and they're flying around up in the air and um there's MiG-28, there's a MiG-28, and they're looking for a second plane, and then they see it, and they're like, there's two MiGs! So they're f- flying around with uh, the other guys, and a uh, Cougar has a MiG on his tail, and it's got, like, a uh, missile lock on him, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get away from it, and he can't, and um, Merlin can't shake him. So then Maverick gets missile lock on the second MiG, and it bugs out, it, it takes off, because... Pretty much they were in airspace they weren't supposed to be in, and that was just a warning. I got missile lock on you. I could have shot you down if I wanted to. So the MiG's like, okay, I'm out. But the other one's got a lock on Merlin now. And, Cougar. Um, or Cougar, I mean. Mm-hmm. And um, he's engaging, which means he's going to shoot at him. And he's got missile lock, and Cougar's freaking out. And this is when Maverick and Goose do the whole upside-down thing to to kind of distract the the MIG mm-hmm. and they're upside down and then uh Goose takes a picture with a Polaroid. Inst- Instagram what Instagram with a what instant what were those Polaroid instant cameras shaking mm-hmm. like a Polaroid picture that was the sound those cameras made when you hit the thing and they said they said that you actually weren't supposed to shake them cuz it would mess up the really mm-hmm. huh it mess up the exposure or something like that. I've never had one get messed up by shaking. I don't think anyone has ever. Shake it, 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 shake it like a bullet to my, all my ambiances and loose, loose. Shake it, baby. Die. And then, oh, and uh, Maverick the flips floor. the pilot off. Mm-hmm. You know what like, to hey, do. Buddy. <laughs> you know what to do. Yo, fellas. <laughs> yeah. What's cooler than cool? Ice, ice man. Cold. Oh, ice man. Damn. <laughs> so then, um, the MIG bugs out mm-hmm. after that. He's like, these Americans are crazy. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what accent, accent that was, but, you know. I'm getting my MIG the hell out of here. Anyway, so then Cougar's fucked up, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. Okay, so this is funny. They're saying they're running out of fuel, mm-hmm. and the, the, the they call him the rear guy, the pilot, the co-pilot. Mm-hmm. Fucking taps on the fuel gauge, like on the cars. They I don't know why in movies they always do that. That's a trope. Yeah, yeah, they sure. do that in every movie when they're running out of gas. They tap on the fuel gauge. To like see if it's yeah, right. Come on. And he did that in a $3 million airplane or $35 million yeah, airplane, see, whatever it is. Way more $35 million airplane. And then um, Cougar, they show he's got a picture of his wife and kid right there on the instrument panel. Mm. There's no way in fuck that the military would allow that. No. For this very reason. Because mm-hmm. he's freaking out. And so then Maverick is landing on the aircraft carrier, and then he hears Cougar's in trouble, so he takes back off. And Goose is like, dude, we're almost out of fuel. What are you doing? And the commander's pissed because mm-hmm. he took off again. And so Maverick's trying to talk Cougar down to try and kind of help him, and, he, and it works. He gets him to land, and he barely makes it onto the aircraft carrier, mm-hmm. and he's okay. So then the next scene, they show Cougar coming into the commander's office. Mm-hmm. And uh, he Giving quits. in his wings. He turns in his wings, and he's like, "What are you thinking about?" He's like, "My wife and kid, sir. I've never even seen my kid, never even met my kid, and almost left him fatherless. I'm out." So he quit. So then the commander's pissed at Maverick and Goose. They're waiting outside, and then uh, Cougar comes out and he stops. He's like, "Thanks, Maverick," and he's like, "Yeah, no problem." Do you have a minute to hear about Scientology? And Cougar took off running down the hall. No. 
So then Maverick and Goose have to go in. The commander's pissed, and he's yelling at him. And he tells uh, Maverick, he's like, you did a very brave thing today. But what you should have done was landed your plane. And he's Taxpayer's mad. He's plane. like, that's not your plane. He was like, he brought in Mr. T, and he's like, that ain't your plane. <laughs> a pity the fool thinks that's a his plane. A pity fool tried to take that plane. That ain't your plane. That's taxpayer's plane. <laughs> and they were like, here, B.A., drink some milk. <laughs> Because on the show, they always gave him milk because mm-hmm. he didn't like to fly. Right. So they would always give him milk, and it was drugged, and it would knock him out so they'd get him on the plane. <laughs> I ain't getting on no plane. I ain't getting on no plane. And I don't know why he, even as a kid, I'm like, why are you drinking the milk, B.A.? You know they drugged it. You know they drugged the milk. Anyway. Not the milk. So then um, we find out that Maverick's been busted several times. Doing flybys. Yeah, and well, and he, uh, he lost... Um, the section leader position three times, and he has a history of high-speed passes over five air control towers and one admiral's daughter. Mm. <laughs> um, he, the commander's like, and your family name isn't the best in the Navy, so you need to be better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he tells Goose, you're just lucky to be here. And he's like, thank you, sir. <laughs> so then he goes, but that's not the worst of it. I got a problem. Because I got to send somebody to Miramar, and it was supposed to be Cougar. He was number one. You guys were number two. two. And I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but I got to send you guys to Top Gun. This is probably my favorite line in the whole movie. Always. He goes, if you guys screw this up, even a little bit, you'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I love that line so much. So then uh, we cut to Miramar, and they show the hangar, Fighter Town, USA, and it still gets me after all these years. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. America. America. <laughs> and Maverick's on his motorcycle watching the F-14 take off, and he's like, yeah. So then uh, Michael Ironside now is talking to the class, mm-hmm. the Top Gun class, about the history of Top Gun, and he's talking about how in Vietnam the – the, There's not, the accuracy was... went down because the pi- the fighter pilots got used to relying on missiles and they lost their dogfighting skills that they had like in World War II in Korea. Mm-hmm. And then he introduces the very first graduate and, and winner of Top Gun, which is Tom Skerritt, codenamed Viper. Viper. And uh, this is when he's talking. This is where Maverick and Iceman kind of lock eyes for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Iceman's like twirling his pen around. So um, Viper goes over what they're going to be doing. They're going to do like 10 classes a day plus maneuvers and all this other shit. And then there's a plaque on the wall. He's like, in case you're wondering who the best is, they're on that plaque on the wall on the, in the back of the room. So then... Um, the best of the best, the guys that win the trophy, have the opportunity to come back as Top Gun instructors. Mm-hmm. So then Iceman said they're dismissed and they're walking out. Iceman goes, the plaque for the alternates is down in the ladies' room. And that's when Goose is like, ah! oh, you kill me. <laughs> and you spelled my name with two O's. Oh, yeah, and he's uh, that's two O's in Goose. It's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> so now they're at the bar, like the officers' club, mm-hmm. and Goose is ta- is talking to Maverick about Iceman. He's like, "That's Iceman. That's what they call him because that's how he flies. Ice cold. Ice cold. No mistakes. He'll wear you down, make you tired, and then when you mess up, he's got you." Dang. 
And then um, Iceman actually comes over because Iceman's rear guy was friends with Goose. Like, I guess they knew each other. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, Mother Goose, how you doing? So then um, Iceman actually comes over and he tells Maverick, uh, you need help? He's like, with what? And he goes, figuring out who the best is. And Maverick's like, no, I think I got that figured out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you, you forgot something. When uh, So when the instructor was saying, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, you're cocky. I like that in a fighter jet. Oh, you know, that's right. Like that yeah, pilot, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So that's what. That's when Iceman looked over yeah. and I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Right. So here's. Okay, I want to talk about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. You guys need to look this up too. Um, on YouTube, there's a whole video about how um, the Karate Kid, mm-hmm. how Daniel is actually the, the asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this movie now. With when, different when with I was a lens. kid, I'm like, God, man, Iceman's an asshole. Fuck him. Yeah. He's a fucking jerk. Such a jerk. Mm-hmm. Maverick's cool. He's my hero. Like, but I'm watching it now. I'm like, Maverick right. is really a fuck up. Mm-hmm. And Iceman is right. He's like the professional. Like, he's the guy that is doing things the way you're supposed to be doing them because it's safe. Because mm-hmm. he's he keeps calling. He keeps telling him you're dangerous. Mm-hmm. You can't be fucking around up there in an airplane like that. Like you're gonna fucking kill somebody or kill yourself. I got, a, some, I got a good. You know. I got a good. Uh, you know, uh, comparison. Okay. So we're gonna go Maverick, right? Uh huh. Captain Kirk. Oh come on, man! You can't fuck with Captain Kirk. I'm just saying they're they're pretty they're pretty damn close, uh, you know. In regards to, I, so the way that they portrayed Captain Kirk in the new right. one with, uh, oh yeah, and the new one definitely, mm-hmm. right? Because he's the, the fuck up, but he's good. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I Maverick is reckless. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's uh, self centered. It's Captain Kirk in the yeah, new one. Yeah, and like, but I'm looking at it through different eyes now, going. Iceman was right. He's right the whole time. Yeah. Like, the whole time. He deserved to win. Because mm-hmm. I always was mad because I'm like, oh, Maverick didn't win. It's because Goose died and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn. But now I'm like looking at it going, Iceman deserved that trophy. Like mm-hmm. he was right. Every time he talked, mm-hmm. he was correct. And it's so weird how you look at things when you get older. Not only that, he's like, look, like you saved my ass up there, but. I'm still, you know, the guy. Right. Just so happens that we're we're on the same team. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. He's like, look, at the end of the day, we're on the same team. We're right. flying for the same people. Yeah. And you got to get on fucking it's so board. so crazy. It's you so You got to get on board. You have to be a team player. Right. Because this solo shit will get us and killed. And I'm watching this, looking at all the bad decisions that were made. Oh, yeah. You know, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later. But now Goose is like, all right, it's 20 bucks. You need to have carnal knowledge of a woman this time. In the bar, blah blah blah, and they're making. So, so what do you think he? What do you think he meant by carnal I don't, knowledge? Um, I mean, you got to fuck something. I was thinking, you know, because that's carnal knowledge for unlawful carnal knowledge. That's fuck. Oh, that's, oh, gotcha. That, they say that's what that's what fuck stands for. Right, right, right. Um, I also heard it's fornication under consent of the king. Hmm. Because uh, the women would come to get permission to have sex with somebody who wasn't their husband while their husband was at war, and the king could give them permission to do that. So, yeah, you're fucking me. Yeah. Let's do this. Right? Fornication under consent of the king. I don't know which is right, but mm. Van Halen said it was for unlawful carnal knowledge. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so Maverick says, I don't know, Goose. I think she's lost that love and feeling. He's like, no, she hasn't. Yeah, yeah, she has. I fucking like, hate that. I hate it when she does that. 
So he puts a quarter in the jukebox, and he grabs the microphone, <laughs> and he starts karaokeing the Kelly McGillis, who he spotted across the room, mm-hmm. who he doesn't know who she is yet. She's Mm-mm. the blonde. Mm-hmm. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. So then he starts singing You've Lost That Loving Feeling to her, and everybody joins in and starts singing it too, and then she's all embarrassed, and then... He hands over the mic after the chorus is over so you can talk to her. And it's funny, if you listen really closely, because <clears throat> they keep singing it, mm-hmm. you can hear somebody in the background, you'll get off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so then she introduces herself as Charlotte, but she goes by Charlie. Mm-hmm. And um, Maverick is hitting on her hard. And she goes, how many times have you done that? And he's like, twice. She goes, how did it work out? He goes, first time. Crash crashed and burned. burned she was and the second time he goes i don't know, know. i'll let you know in the morning <laughs> like, oh. so then she's like oh no i you know I, i'm meeting somebody whatever ball and she goes are you a good pilot he goes i can hold my own she goes good then uh you won't ever have to worry about making a living on singing and then she walks off and he's like burn oh. he goes i'm gonna need some beer to put out these flames <laughs> burn so then that's when she goes over to the table and she sits with the old guy who we now know is the original Viper, which is badass. Badass. So then she gets him and goes to the bathroom and he follows her into the ladies' room. Creep. And we got a meeting in the ladies' room. Fucking creep. Ooh, I'll be back real soon. Yeah, that's so, so you get you arrested in real life. For, fuck arrested. Like, that's what I've that heard is, anyway. Like, for From one, that is a, a big no-no. That's pretty bold. That's fucking... I was like, I would have... Look. He walked into the bathroom. I'm like, are you fucking right. kidding me? Well, that's kind of what she did. She was like, so what do you want to do? Just right here on the tile? He's like, actually, I was thinking this counter looks pretty sturdy. She goes, oh, yeah, that would be comfortable. He goes, it could be. And he's like, I just came in to tell you that you're making a mistake with the old guy. And she's like, oh, so I should make a bigger mistake with the, the young, young guy? guy? He's like, maybe. And then she kind of, she blows him off again. And then as she's, but as she's walking past Goose, she goes, your friend was magnificent. And he's like, what? No. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So then the next day they're in the hangar mm-hmm. and doing their class or whatever. And um, he introduces the civilian instructor. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, it's Charlie. You see the pair of legs. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, you just oh, heard it. No. Yeah. Then they do the big reveal. So then she says that they're going to be flying F5s. Um, to simulate the MIGs, because they don't have MIGs, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they'll be using F5s as MIGs because they're, because they're the most similar to mm-hmm. what a MIG can do. And they're she's talking and about, that, blah, yeah, blah, blah. she's talking about how the MIG-28 can only do a 1G dive or whatever. And Maverick and Goose are talking. And she's like, Lieutenant, is there something you want to say? He goes, yeah, well, your uh, information on the MIG is wrong. Mm-hmm. She goes, excuse me? And he's like, I saw Mig do a 4G wait, wait, dive. Wait, 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 wait. We. Oh, yeah. I was there. Oh, yeah. He was <laughs> we, like, I see. We. Oh, sorry. We. Sorry, Goose. Yeah. We. Saw Mig do a 4G dive, and she's like, where did you see that? He goes, that's classified. She's like, it's what? He's like, it's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. And she's like, I have top secret clearance, blah, blah, blah. So where did you see it? So then he tells the whole story. He's like, well, it came through the clouds, and I was on top of it. And she's like, well, if you were on top of it, How'd you see it? He's, I was inverted. Bullshit. And, yeah, that's when Valkyrie was like, bullshit. 
which I saw in the preview was improvised, mm. which is funny. <laughs> so um, he's like, no, man, I got a great, Goose is like, I got a great Polaroid of it. He said, we're about two inches old. He's like, no, it's not no, an inch. Meters. Uh, meters I don't yeah. know how much two meters is. but He's like, it's about two meters. No, he's about, about one and a half, one actually. And a half. I was right there. He's, what were you doing? Like, oh, communicating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keeping up foreign relations. Yeah, giving him the bird. He's like, like, like the this. bird, oh, is, you know, the finger. And she's like, I know what the bird is. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I hate it when it does that. He's flipping her off. <laughs> so then um, she's like, yo, his comedic relief in this. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Spot on. I fucking love Goose. Spot on. So then she's like, so you're the one. He's mm-hmm. like, you're darn tootin'. Winking the gun. You're darn tootin'. So then she follows him out of class and she wants to know more about the MIG. And she's like, why didn't you tell me about the MIG thing? And he goes, would it have changed anything last night? And she goes, no. And I think in her head, she was like, maybe. Maybe. No. Got a hard on for planes. Yes. But she wants to know more about the MIGs. And then he was like, oh, you should probably, well, you got top secret clearance. You should just read about it. And he totally blows her off. So then as he's walking around the corner, ISIS, Iceman's standing there. And he, because he had told Maverick at the bar that him and Cougar were like brothers mm-hmm. in flight school. So he was close to Cougar. So as Maverick rounded the corner, Iceman's like, Hey, Maverick, so uh, who was covering Cougar while you were fucking around with that MiG, pretty much? And Maverick's like, Cougar was holding his own just fine. So then we get an awesome shot. Which is which shows, it, I, didn't, I didn't catch that, but that's a, a foreshadowing. What's that? The wingman thing. The whole wingman thing through the whole thing. Because there's another big wingman thing mm-hmm. later on that he fucks up. Mm-hmm. And they get got. Because he left his wingman. You're mm-hmm. right. You're absolutely Foreshadowing. right. Foreshadowing. I just caught it. Right. Said it. Right. Mm. So then we get an awesome shot of the F-14 leaving a vapor trail. And they're mm-hmm. talking over it like, we're going to be flight simulating with blah, blah, blah. And the F-14's coming down and it leaves us. Badass vapor trail behind it. I've actually seen them do that at air shows. Mm-hmm. It is so cool. I used to go to air shows a lot. I'm, I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to catch. We one. should go this Hell year. Yeah. Next year ought to be next year if they do it. I don't know if they did it this year because of COVID and all Luke. that. But yeah, it's so cool. One year I went to the one a couple times in San Diego at Miramar, mm-hmm. and I saw a Harrier demonstration. Mm-hmm. The Harrier is a marine jet. It's also used by the Navy, but it can they hover. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking loud when it does that because they got the engines cranked so much but it's fucking and turned cool down, right? yeah i've seen um a10s those things are fucking loud too they're like tank busters a10 warhogs the warthogs they're fucking loud the blue i've seen the blue angels the thunderbirds several times damn oh man yeah it's really really cool i used to be so into that shit i had a denim jacket covered in and Patches. Patches, but they weren't metal patches. They were jet patches, like jet fighter patches. Badass. Anyway, so they're doing their first flight simulation, and they're flying against Jester, which is Michael Ironside. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he's got him locked in. He's chasing him. He's saying that they 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 can't go below a certain... There's a certain footage, like, they can't go below. Mm -hmm. And he's got him locked. But then that's when Maverick... And this comes in important later on, too... Maverick goes, I'll hit the brakes, he'll fly right past us. He goes, mm-hmm. and he goes up, and Viper pa- or uh, Jester, Jester passes him, and he drops back in behind him. Mm-hmm. And Jester, to get away, goes below the legal 10, thing, and Maverick follows him and gets missile lock, and, and I win. And they're like, yeehaw, Jester's dead. 
<laughs> so then um, Maver- that, that happens. Maverick's all happy. So he requests a flyby, and the tower's like, negative, the flight plan is full. And Maverick buzzes the tower anyway, and the flight control guy spills his coffee on himself. He's like, God damn it! So then um, this is where Ice um, gets into it with Maverick. Because he comes in, and he's when like, yeah, they, we won. Yeah, when they come into the uh, like, Bullshit. the locker room. Mm-hmm. He's like, you were below the, I don't remember what they called it. Mm-hmm. The, it was 10,000 feet yeah. or whatever. Feet he's or like, bullshit, we beat him. And he goes, That's why you we guys were. really are a couple of cowboys. And he's like, what's your problem? Wazowski? And it's not Wazowski, but I got my eye on you, Wazowski. Wazowski. <laughs> Majewski or whatever the hell his name was. He's like, what's your problem? And he goes, you're everybody's. And he's right. He's right. You're everybody's problem, Maverick, because you're dangerous. Mm-hmm. And Maverick's kind of an asshole here. He's like, that's right, Ice Man. I am dangerous. And it's like, when I we used to watch this movie, I'm like, yeah, dangerous, fucking cool. And I'm like, dude, what a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so funny. So then um, they're in trouble again. Maverick and Goose are standing outside the office. Because uh, uh, Michael Ironside comes in. He's like, get out of those flight suits and get up to the office now. And when they get to the office, they can hear the flight control guy I want God damn it! I want butts! I want, I want butts! I was like, and oh. there's a guy carrying a tray of coffee, he and he again. comes storming out of the office and runs into that guy and gets coffee spilling him again. He goes, "God damn it! This is the second time! I want butts! Butts!" He, he all of a sudden you're doom 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 doom. I like big butts and I cannot lie. I like MIG butts and I cannot lie. I like fighter jet pilot butts and I cannot lie. That's America's ass. America. That is America's <laughs> ass. So then um, now they're in trouble again. And they kind of get a, a tongue lashing from Tom Skerritt, Viper. Mm-hmm. And Maverick is, they they leave the office after getting yelled at for doing what they did. And Goose is like, Thanks a lot, Maverick. That was great. Yeah, appreciate it. And Maverick's too busy eyeing uh, Charlie through her office window because she's sitting there working, Kelly McGillis, and Maverick's kind of checking her out. That's when Goose is like, all right, because she comes out. Right. And Pat's so don't be late. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. You'd be good now. You'd be good, honey. <laughs> so then now uh, Viper and Jester are sitting in the office talking about Maverick. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we find out that Viper flew with Maverick's dad in, in Vietnam or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he asked Jester, he goes, the question is, though, if you're going into battle, would you want him with you? And Jester's like, I just don't know. So then Maverick and Goose are talking, and Goose is nervous because he's, he's like, dude, can't we can't fuck, fuck this up. I got a wife and a kid to think about. And Maverick is like, this is so, this, you can read so much into the relationship. By mm-hmm. this scene. Because Maverick is like, I'm sorry. It won't happen again. And Goose is like, I, I know. know. But you could tell he doesn't believe him. Mm-mm. He knows it's going to happen again. But he's like, okay. Yeah. And Maverick was like, oh, no, that's not the part. This is the part where Maverick says, you're the only family I have. I'm not going to let you down. It's later on. When he says, I know. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Charlotte and Maverick are very flirty with each other in class now. Mm-hmm. And he tells her, well, you know, if the government trusts me, 
why can't you? Mm-hmm. And one of the um, sliders watching, kind of watching. With the plane. And he's got the little A4 and he's like playing with it. And then she writes a note on a piece of paper and casually kind of sneakily lays it on the desk. But she kind of shoots him down verbally mm-hmm. and then walks away. And he looks at the note and it's her fucking address. And she's like, dinner at five. You can eat something else at six. Aww. <laughs> anyway. So he smiles and he folds it and puts it away. And then Viper's like, crash and burn, Maverick. <laughs> and that's when he comes up to him and he goes, Slider, you stink. And then he walks away and Slider like sniffs his armpits. It's so funny. And I for- Okay, I didn't realize how corny this movie was. This movie is absolute cheese. It's cheese. so corny. But it's fun because it's the 80s. You know Jeez, what I mean? Louise. Slider, you stink. So now we have the volleyball scene. Nice volleyball scene. And like I was saying, my friend watched this whole scene get filmed and it took all day because Tom Cruise sucks at volleyball. So who the fuck plays volleyball in jeans? Right? He's from, oh, what's the line from Just Friends? Where is he from? And he's like, he skis in jeans. <clears throat> it's Dinkleman. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. But it's You've so- never seen Just Friends? Mm-mm. He goes, uh, because it's the nerdy kid from mm-hmm. when they were in high school mm-hmm. is now like a guitar playing like sensitive guy and gets all the girls <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is trying to get his high school crush but Dinkleman keeps interfering and his friend from high school is like what's wrong with you it's Dinkleman he's from Jersey he skis in jeans <laughs> <laughs> and I like I kept hearing he skeets in his jeans mm. skeet 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 oh skeet yeah skeet. yeah oh skeet skeet to the window <laughs> to the wall anyway so um Till the jeans chafe my balls. And I thought it was funny. I wrote down, Goose is the only one in the scene wearing a shirt. Everybody else. And the one guy straight up posing. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. This is very homoerotic. Mm. This was for the ladies. Mm. They got the guys with all the airplanes and fight scenes and shit. They had to throw those something for the ladies. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the dudes. Anyway. Um, so now Maverick has to go after they've been playing volleyball for a while. And they're all sweaty. And one more game, just one more game. Trying to get dressed. And yeah, and he's like, come on, man, one more game. He's like, I got somebody, I, I mean, something to do. And he takes off on his motorcycle, and this is when it starts. Cue the mm-hmm. love song. And so he shows up, and he's late. So she's in the back, and he's like knocking on the door. He's late, and he's looking at his watch. He's like, shit. So he hops the wall and goes around back and finds her. And she comes in and he's trying to apologize for being late. She's like, no, no apologies. And he's like, if you don't mind while you're finishing up here, I'd like to just go take a shower. And she's like, ah. I mind. Yeah, I do mind. Who does that? Like, I'm going to come to your house and be like, I'm going to jump in the shower real quick, right? Don't get me wrong. Have I done it? Yes. For sure. Definitely have done it. Right. But I knew a person prior to going to their house for the first time. Right. Trying to get in the shower. So her whole thing is she's absolutely fascinated by this MIG story. She seemed, went, it seemed, seemed like it was a little risky business right Well, that's there. what he was trying to do. He was like, risky hey, business. Uh-huh. He's going to come slide out in some right. socks and a Right. Shirt. And his sunglasses. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. on the <laughs> shelf. <laughs> I'll sit and listen to him by myself. <laughs> right. So the whole story is she's really actually fascinated by the MIG story. And she wants more to know more about it. And she's telling him, they're kind of talking with each other, mm-hmm. and she's telling him she's working on a big promotion. If she gets it, she'll be leaving the Top Gun program. 
So then they're hanging out in the backyard and they're kind of making eyes at each other. And how expensive must this property be? She's right on the beach. It's a corner lot, too. In this nice-ass house Mm -hmm. with a fucking screen window thing that looks out on the water. Damn. Damn, what kind of money is she making? Shit, she's, you know, a consultant for the fucking Navy. So she's got to be making buku bucks. So then uh, he tells her about his dad, how his dad disappeared in an F-4 during a fighter mission. And his mother died shortly after because they're listening to, uh, I can't remember what they're listening to, Dock of the Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Dock of the Bay. The funny thing is I was listening to that song three days ago. I'm all fucked up from doing the yay. <laughs> 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 you got to whistle like the old man. <laughs> get your fat ass off that dock. Get your, get your fat ass off that airplane. <laughs> I'll give you an F4. I'll even F5. Uh, oh, shit. Or is it called the FU? Right. Oh. So they're eyeing each other like crazy. They're having like heavy, heavy sexual tension. Can you feel it type shit? Can you feel right? the love tonight? So then she says that she. they're looking at each other and she goes, this is going to be complicated. Because she's totally like, yeah, I'm totally into you now. And Maverick leaves. He says, he gets up and he's like, I got to go. She goes, I got to go. She goes, where are you going? He goes, take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) So the next day, um, he just got through working out or something. He's all sweating. He's got a towel around his neck. Mm -hmm. And they end up getting in an elevator together. And she goes, it looks like you need another shower. And there's more heavy flirting. And she kind of admits to him. She's like, I just want to get this in the open. Like, I'm interested in more than like your MIG story now. I I I don't just invite students to my I don't, house yeah she's like, i'm i'm looking for the mig 28 in your pants mm. i want to see what kind of rocket you got down there <laughs> mm, said you got a rocket in your pocket uh-huh so then another officer gets on the elevator and it's hella awkward and then he leaves and they're eyeing each other some more and then tom cruise gets in real close to her and he's getting ready because he, he stops the elevator and he's like well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. And she's like practically coming on herself. She's like, oh, that middle tooth. Oh, God, that middle tooth. In your, your mouth. gum is protruding. Mm. Oh, oh. I can just feel the Scientology dripping off of you. And I love looking down at you. Because <laughs> I'm taller than you are. So now they're back in class. Oh, we find out um, Goose's wife and kid are coming for a visit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm just giving you guys a heads up. I'm gonna make hella fun of his kid for the rest of this episode. Anyway, now they're back in class and they're all um, going over their first the flight with Jester, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the shit that Maverick did. And she goes, although it was impressive, it's not a real you. example of what not to do. Mm-hmm. And then they're looking at Iceman and they're like, now here's an example of absolute, absolute textbook flying. So Maverick's pissed, mm-hmm. and he's leaving, and she's trying to catch up to him. She's like, Lieutenant, Lieutenant, and he's walking all fast, and he gets on his bike, and he starts it up, and she's like, my critique of your flying was right on. He's like, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. And mm-hmm. then he takes mm-hmm. it, and then he's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he takes off, and she hops in her little Porsche or whatever mm-hmm. it was Porsche. and chases him, mm-hmm. and they're flying off the fucking hills and shit, like leaving the ground. And um, they're pretty reckless. I said, some pretty reckless driving here. Mm-hmm. So then finally he stops and she stops behind him and he's like, Jesus Christ, 
you call me reckless? And she's like, I had to tell you the way it was. And it was spot on. But there was something I didn't say. What's up with that D? Just kidding. No, she was like, there's something I didn't say. And he's like, what's that? And she goes, I think your flying is brilliant. Blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I, but I couldn't say that because I was afraid everybody in there would know. I'm falling for you. That I just wanted some of that D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I was afraid everybody would see through me and know that I've fallen for you. And he looks at her. And then he brings her in for the kiss. So he kisses her. And now we go to the love scene. Mm-hmm. And I got I got to stop for a minute here. Can we just... This is the most ridiculous love scene mm-hmm. of all time. And this is a huge deal. This is kind of scandalous. When this movie came out, mm-hmm. people were a little up in arms. And the, oh, the love scene was absolutely out of control. It was ridiculous. It was, what was the word? It was like um, vulgar. The mm-hmm. love scene was vulgar. And I'm, I'm watching it now going, why? Because they were sticking their tongues in each other's mouths. Because like right. they showed him move back and forth a little bit, like just a tiny bit. But I hated movies, and we talked right, about this fake. before. It's so fucking slow and romantic, and the late, the girl's like, oh, Mm-mm. oh, and the guy's like on top of her, and they're gla- ga- glazing into each other's eyes, glazing, glazing, what a gazing. Gazing into each other's eyes. Glistening with sweat. Glistening. And they had this blue tint on the whole scene. And he's slowly taking her shirt off and letting it drop to the floor. And I just love the way... Dude, if I ever was with a chick and she did like... That's all she did was make that that kind of exasperated face and went, ah, ah. I'd be pissed. Like, Uh, I didn't do it for you or what? Like, damn. Damn. I mean, what's going on here? Damn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude i fucking hate movie love scenes they're so unrealistic as far as my experience maybe i'm not doing it right until you get the monster's ball maybe i'm being ex- now there we go yeah. that it one is yeah they, they was fucking it was fucking Ooh, are you gonna make me feel good <laughs> are you gonna make me shit <laughs> i love that part she goes you gonna make me feel good he said i need some, I need some ice cream or oh something. my god <laughs> yeah there you go look my i remember watching it with my dad and he's well, like, uncomfortable. what the that's fuck? That's uncomfortable. He was mad as <laughs> shit. He was like, they're all out fucking. Dude. Look. <laughs> Dude. Billy Bob was getting some. Yo, he oh was so God. mad. Hallie, I ain't gonna lie. Hallie looked fucking <laughs> good. Wow. Yeah. Can we get some Monsters Ball here, Top Gun? Can we get some? Oh, my <clears> gosh. <throat> my dad was mad as fuck. He was <laughs> like, what the fuck are we watching? You know what other movie has a really realistic, like, I'm not even, I'm just going to not even call it a love scene, a fuck scene in it. Which one? You remember the original Flatliners? No. When they first introduced the Daniel Baldwin, mm-hmm. he's straight up just fucking this chick. Like, her... Fucking one leg's in New York, the other leg's in L.A. And she's, mm. He's fucking getting it. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. Love scenes in movies, they fucking drive me crazy. Because uh, maybe I'm just not romantic enough. They don't, I don't know. They don't take your breath away? I will make love to you. <laughs> Damn it. I'm trying to fuck. Yeah. Better get that lube out. You ain't got to too much from the look in your eyes. I can tell you want. I was going, uh, I was going, um, crap. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Adidas? What? No. Oh. Fuck, what is his name? I know his name. 
and I can't think. Uh, just because you didn't say that you wanted to fuck, don't mean that you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to uh, go corn. Slick Rick. No, that's not Slick Rick. That's, oh, God damn it. I know it. Damn. Anyway, all right. Well, for, I digress. All day I dream about sex. Yeah, Adidas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All day. I, no, no, anyway. Okay. <laughs> you ever seen that video? Yes. Is that the one where Dove sees Crip walking and stuff? No, that's got the life. Oh, yeah, that is definitely got Adidas, the life. Adidas, they, they are all in a car and they get in a car accident mm-hmm. and they die. Oh, shit. And when the coroner takes them to the morgue and starts cutting their clothes off, they're all wearing lingerie and women's underwear under their clothes. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. <laughs> All right. It's so fucking weird. But uh, did funny. you did you see oh. that uh, the former drummer from Slipknot passed? Yes, Joey Jordanson, dude. Like, dang. That happened while I was sick. Dang. Yeah, I was like kind of fucked up a little bit. Dang. Yeah, it fucked me up a little bit. I mean, he hadn't been part of the band for a long time. But right, but it's still still. And still. he was in Murder Dolls too with my boy Wednesday Thirteen. Dang, it's good shit. Anyway. So uh, she wakes up the next morning to an origami airplane and a rose. When did he have time to go out and get a rose? Did he bring it with him? Mm-hmm. Did he foresee what was going to happen? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, um, she opens the note and reads it, but we never get to see what the note says. And I think the note said, I have syphilis. Whoa. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's cute. She said, me too. <laughs> I got the clap. She's like, I got hep, hep C. <laughs> <laughs> now we're even. Now we got syphilis C. <laughs> so then, um, that's the next scene is the iconic. I feel the need, the, the need, need for speed, speed. cause they're like, uh, Iceman won another one. Mm-hmm. He's or, two yeah. points down. Yep. yep. So then Maverick, they find out, yeah, is two points behind Iceman mm-hmm. for being on top. So they're in the air again. But it's it's Jester and Viper but, now. Well, they don't know Jester's there yet. Mm-hmm. So they're flying around, and then Viper's like, good morning, gentlemen. And he's like, oh, shit, Viper's up here. And this is my other favorite line in the movie. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise goes, he's probably saying, holy shit, it's Maverick and Goose. And Goose <laughs> goes, yeah, I'm sure that's what he's saying. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So then um, Hollywood is up there with them also. He's Hollywood's mm-hmm. wingman. Mm-hmm. And then um, Maverick wants to get Viper. He's trying to prove something. But he's Hollywood's wingman. Or, mm-hmm. or Hollywood's his wingman. I don't remember. No, he's, he's Hollywood's. Because you never leave your wingman. Mm-hmm. But Viper's like, Hollywood, you're doing fine. I'm going after Viper. He's like, don't you leave me, Maverick. He's like, oh, sorry, I can't hear you. What? And he goes after Viper. And he's so intent on trying to get viper mm-hmm. that he doesn't notice jester dropping right behind him and get missile lock on him and they're like wait what and he's like you're done boys go home and that's when uh um goose goes the u.s government regrets to inform you that your sons died because they were stupid <laughs> <laughs> so then now they're getting yelled at again mm-hmm. and he and uh because they're in the showers and Jester comes in and he goes right up to Maverick and he yells at me, "You never ever leave your wingman." So this is the second time in the movie now. Look, because he says what he says is great flying. Yeah, but you never leave your fucking wingman. Right, right. That's why you lost. Yep. So then, because then, because what happens is, um, Iceman they got got two. Yep. Yeah, and then Iceman's pissed too, and that's when he goes, "I 
That's why I said you're dangerous, you're Maverick. Dangerous. Fucking dangerous. So then Maverick tells Goose, this is when he tells Goose, I was stupid. I never should have done that. I don't know what I was thinking. It'll never happen again. And that's when Goose is like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But you can totally tell. Like, It's yeah. like an abusive relationship where, you're, where your girl's like, I didn't mean to suck that dick. It'll never happen again. You're like, I know, baby. I know. Mm-hmm. But in your head, you're like, damn. It's I'm, only a matter of time. I better go get tested. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's the whole relationship is Goose loves Maverick, but he mm-hmm. knows he's going to fuck up again. Battered woman syndrome. Right. So then Maverick's looking at a picture of him and his dad and kind of being like, oh, I suck. So then um, now Goose is partying with his family at some kind of bar. Mm-hmm. And it's him and his family. It's his wife and his autistic kid. And uh, <laughs> Maverick, funny, Maverick and Charlie. And I'm just laughing. Like, Dude, wow. the kid just sits there with a look on his face the whole thing. He never does anything. Like When they meet him at the airport, the kid's like, and then they're sitting on the thing and he's playing the piano and like, the kid's sing like, it. come on sing it and the kid's like sing it I like wood sing it anyway sing so, sing yeah. and he's singing great balls of fire and then so now Charlie and Carol are talking and she's like I'd like to warn you away from Maverick but I can't do it I love him so goddamn much mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like and besides, there's hearts breaking all over the world. She's like, what do you mean? Like, Girl, what you mean what I mean? And you only can see that boy is in love with you. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> so then, uh, I'm being nice here because I wrote in my note, Goose's kid is retarded. <laughs> Whoa. Because <laughs> he just sits there with a slack jaw looking at me. <laughs> so then, um, he's like, sing along with the family, son. He's like, eh. Yeah, he was in there and. And you told me do things. Balls of fire. <laughs> I didn't buy a fire on my balls. And <laughs> pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then, um. Sling blade, yep. So now, uh, Maverick yep. and Charlie go riding on the motorcycle and they, they're making out on the motorcycle and it's all sexy. Wait, wait, wait. She says, uh, what, what does Meg oh, Ryan Oh, because say? Meg Ryan yells at Goose, take me to bed to lose me forever. And Goose's like, show me the way home, honey. <laughs> and then since she says that to Maverick, it's so fucking corny. I didn't even want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking corny and cheesy. And then, um, dude, I totally deja vu this. The whole last five seconds of our conversation, oh, I totally shit. deja vu it. Shit's crazy. There's a glitch in the Matrix. No, shit is definitely crazy when that happens. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? So then it's the next day now. Mm-hmm. And um, more maneuvers. And they're flying around. And again, so Iceman is trying to get Jester. Mm-hmm. And he can't get a shot. And Maverick's underneath him trying to get in. He's like, get out of the way. I can take the, you know, 20, I can take the shot right now. 20 seconds. He's like, 20, 20 seconds. seconds. I need 20 seconds. I need 10 seconds. Like, God damn it, Ice. Get out of the way. So he's like, five seconds. He's like, fuck, I'm moving. So when he pulls up, they get caught like in, in his vapors, his airstream or whatever. And it fucks up their engines. Mm-hmm. And they go into a spin. And Maverick can't get out of it. And... He's going, Goose, you got to punch us out. I can't reach the ejection handle. I can't reach the ejection handle. Here's another cool thing. Those ejection handles where you reach up and pull them, mm. I got a pair of those. Oh, nice. From Miramar out of an F-14. Nice. They were, because my brother-in-law was a mechanic. Mm-hmm. I well, I don't care if he gets in trouble for giving stuff away now because they're not married anymore. But 
it was in the junk pile pretty much because they have to replace them routinely. Mm-hmm. And so I he gave it to me. Nice. And I put it on bungee cords and hung it above my bed. Mm-hmm. So like I had an ejection seat above my <laughs> bed. It was so cool. I don't know whatever happened to it, though. I lost it somewhere in a move or something. I don't have it anymore, but it was really cool when I did have it. Anyway, um, he's like, I can't reach the ejection handle. So Goose punches him out. And that's where I put shit. Goose dies. Because when they he punch out, the he, he goes up canopy. and he hits the canopy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck. And then they're floating around in the water. And he's like, Goose! Goose! And um, they get picked up by the Coast Guard. And the Coast Guard are trying to get Maverick out of the water, but he won't let Goose go. And they're let like, you go. gotta let him go, sir. Mm-hmm. You gotta let him go. So then... We cut to uh, Maverick and his tidy whiteies in the <clears throat> men's room standing at the sink. And he's all fucked up because Goose is dead. Mm-hmm. And then Viper comes in and talks to him. And Viper's trying to be encouraging, but he's like, when you fly long enough, this shit's bound to happen. He goes, I was in a, I was in a, a combat mission with 18 planes and we lost eight of them. We lost 10 men all at once. He goes, pretty much he told him, in our line of work, this shit happens. You got to get over it. Shake it off. It. You got to let them go. Shake it off. Shake, shake, shake it off. Because <laughs> the goose is going to die, 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 oh. die, die. It's just not going to work, work, work. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to land in the water. You got to shake it off. Shake it off. Ooh, oh, ooh. So um, now he's with uh, Charlie. Oh, wait. Did the nice man come in? In the locker no, room? No, this is later. That's a little bit later. Gotcha. Right now he's with Charlie and she's being super supportive. She's like, I know it sucks. If there's anything I can do for you. He's like, I want him back. He jumps out of the car. And now Maverick's talking to Carol, Goose's wife. He's making the rounds. Because he's grabbing all this stuff. He's giving her the box of his stuff, but he mm-hmm. kept the dog tags. Mm-hmm. And she said, God, he loved flying with you. She goes, he'd have done it without you. He'd have hated it, but he would have done it. So then Maverick keeps the dog tags. And now Maverick is in the tribunal court thing and they clear him of all charges or any responsibility. They're like, there's nothing he could have done. The spin was out of control, blah, blah, blah. So Lieutenant Mitchell is not responsible. Right. So then Maverick is at, um, locker. Oh no. Viper is there with Jester and he tells Jester, get him up as quick as he can get him flying again soon. Mm-hmm. So then now Maverick's sitting, they show Maverick sitting in the cockpit of a plane with his shit on, but he's all fucked up. You can see it on his face. Mm-hmm. He's fucked. So now they're in the air and Maverick won't engage. He won't take the shot. Because he's the black dude's behind him. Yeah. I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. but he looks like the G.I. Joe medic guy from the cartoon. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He does. I always think that he looks just like the medic from G.I. Joe. And he's, come on, man, take the shot. Take the shot. Oh, Sundown was his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because he yeah. had the Japanese flag on his helmet. It was fucking cool looking. Definitely. And uh, he's like, take the shot. And Maverick's like, it's no good. It's no good. He's like, what do you mean it's no good? He's like, it was no good. He goes, it doesn't get any better than that. It was clear right there. So then they land. And he's like walking fast. He's like, come on, man. What's wrong with you? And he turns around and yells. And he's like, I'll do what I want. What I want. Take the God shot when it. I want. When I feel like I need to take the shot. Motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. He called him the N-word. I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm joking. I'm absolutely joking. Not nice. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> and he was like, how dare you? He said, not nice. He's like, I hope they kill He-Man. Never. <laughs> so then uh, Viper and Jester are watching this. And he tells Jester, keep sending him up. 
because he doesn't want him to lose. He said it's only been a couple days. Yeah. So now this is where um, he's at his locker, and Ice comes in behind him, and he's like, "Hey, Maverick, what's up?" Kidding. He tells them that he's sorry about about Goose. You can, like, see, you can see the whole time he's trying not to say anything bad. Yeah, he's really... Dude, what a stand-up guy. Ice mm-hmm. is trying to be, like, so cool right here. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like, like, I know we have our problems, but, dude, I'm sorry you lost your guy. Like, he goes, everybody liked him. Right. He was, he was really place. trying, You could, and you could tell mm-hmm. he wanted to tell him off, but he wasn't going to. Val Kilmer really is the hero in this story. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So then um, Maverick gets all his shit, and he's walking away... And the one dude gets on the phone. He's like, hey, Maverick just quit. So then Charlie finds him in a bar. Drinking water. And he looks like he's drinking, yeah. But he comes. she comes in and she's like, I'll have what he's having. He's like, ice water. <laughs> oh, he's straight edge. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So then um, she tells him that she got the promotion. She goes, oh, she goes, were you going to leave without saying goodbye? He's like, oh, I don't know. Think about maybe just getting a job at this bar and like flipping bottles around and shit, and <laughs> might fuck Elizabeth's shoe later. I don't know. <laughs> In the water. I don't know. I don't know. So then she tells him she got the promotion and she's going to be leaving. She goes, "But I wasn't going to leave without saying goodbye." Like some people. So then they have a moment, and then he's kind of a dick to her because she was like, "You know, at any time I would have helped you." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "If I needed help, I would have asked for it." I was like, "Shit!" I know. Like what a dick. So then she leaves. She's like, oh, goodbye, Mr. Pete Mitchell. She doesn't call him Maverick because he's not pilot anymore. Right. And then he goes to see Viper. And Viper tells him what happened to his dad. And he's saying that what I'm about to tell you is classified. I could lose my job for it. But I got to tell you, they were on the wrong side of the enemy lines. They shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. And his dad had gotten hit. But he saved. he managed to save three other planes before he crashed. He died a hero, but they weren't allowed to say that because of where they were. That's why it all got buried. Mm-hmm. So then Viper pretty much tells him, he goes, you've got enough points to graduate. At this point, it's your call. You can either quit or you can suck Show it up, up and yeah, keep going. So then he drives over to Charlie's house and there's a for rent sign up. She's already moved out. She's gone. Mm-hmm. So then the next day is graduation. She's, and um, <clears throat> She was going to make buku bucks off that rental yeah, property. Oh, dude, tell me Jeez. about it. Sheesh. So then they show at the graduation. They're like, where's Maverick? And he's not there. And they show Iceman getting the trophy mm-hmm. for the Top Gun. And um, then Maverick shows up late after the ceremony's over. And he hit, tells Iceman congratulations. So he's kind of trying to be a better person now, I guess. <laughs> right. So then Viper comes out and says they have a crisis. He goes, I hate to break up the celebration, but we got a crisis and we need you guys. Mm-hmm. They're, being di- they're, they're being dispatched. Mm-hmm. Viper says, he tells Maverick, because they all get their assignments. He's like, if you need a re- you'll get your rear assignment, which is the co-pilot guy, mm-hmm. when you get to the carrier. He goes, if you don't get one, give me a call. I'll fly with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, that's respect right there. Damn right. It's fucking respect. Mm. So then it's 24 hours later, again in the Indian Ocean. And so we find out that a ship is disabled and they're going to supply air support 
for the rescue operation to get the ship out of the enemy waters. Mm-hmm. And there's MIGs everywhere, and they're authorized to fire back if they're fired upon. Mm-hmm. So Maverick is given Merlin. Because the first time um, they see the MIGs, he says, do not fire, do right. not engage, right. do not engage, right. do not engage, unless they hit you first. Yep. So Maverick ends up with Merlin as his co-pilot. Mm-hmm. Unlike me, because God is my co-pilot. Ooh. Ooh. I have a bumper sticker who says so. Mm. Just kidding. I remember I had a pastor one time preach that God's not my co-pilot. He's my pilot. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Thanks for that. Cool. Anyway. So then uh, everyone's uh, really sweaty. Did you <laughs> notice that in yes. the briefing? Everybody's sweaty as fuck. I'm like, damn, it must be hot down there. And then even in the control room, when they're looking at the radar and shit, everybody's fucking dripping with sweat. So, like, I, the whole time, even as they're flying, I'm like, I was thinking, like, there better be some AC in that fucking plane. Right. They can't put some AC on the, on the boat? I'm like, there better be yeah. some AC in this fucking plane. There was a lot of inconsistencies. Like, I guess, um, only because I used to study this stuff a lot, they are never allowed to take their masks yeah, off. Yeah, that's not a... That's not like, a how they're always unhooking their masks. And they reach up to hook them up, and they're not wearing gloves. That's a big no-no, too. They always wear gloves when they fly, because if there's a fire, you're fucked. Not only that, it's probably cold up there, too. I don't know about that. But I know the, the, the gloves are for fire protection, mm-hmm. if your cockpit catches on fire. <laughs> I said cockpit. I said I said I said cockpit. Anyway, so then everyone's really sweaty, and then Maverick is gearing up to get ready to go, and he's got Goose's dog tags with him, which is also bullshit. But then there are uh, they go to where Hollywood and Iceman are. And there are five MIGs. Mm-hmm. And they keep adding more. They're like, there's, oh, there's two. Now there's four. Oh, shit, there's five. And there's only two of us. Six. <clears throat> oh, shit. So then they're flying around and shooting at each other. Hollywood gets hit. And they bail out. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's down. Hollywood's down. So then Maverick. It's Maverick to the rescue now. They're like, Maverick, get ready. You got to go. And they take off with Maverick and Merlin. And there are now there's six MIGs. Mm-hmm. They just keep coming out of nowhere. Like Randy Orton. <laughs> so ice is in trouble because he's surrounded mm-hmm. he's dodging and ducking and dodging they're shooting missiles they're firing their guns he's weaving around you can dodge a missile you can dodge a ball right <laughs> so then uh maverick's gun shine he won't engage and merlin's like come on maverick what's wrong with you get in there ice needs us get in there and he's not it's no good it's no good and he's whispering himself so the talk so to the, me goose the person talk behind him doesn't have any control over anything? I think that's just like he reads the radar and the navigator and tells him where shit's coming from. And I know I don't think he can fly the plane at all. Shit's crazy to me, but I yeah. Am. I would I would assume that's your co-pilot, right? He's like, be quiet, God. I got this. <laughs> or at least I would think that person would be the one shooting the guns, right? Just so then, um, he Maverick's like, talk to me, Goose, because he 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 bails out. Up. Yeah, he's all fucked up. And I, Iceman's like, come on, Maverick, come on, I need your help. And he's like, come on, Maverick, he needs our help. And everybody's yelling at Maverick. And then he disengages. And they're like, Maverick is disengaged. And Iceman, Iceman goes, I knew it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he's fucking surrounded by enemy planes. And he takes the time to go, I fucking knew it. <laughs> he reminded me of CJ in uh, Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> fucking figures. Fucking figures. And then the commander's like, God damn it. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, Maverick all of a sudden snaps out of it. Mm-hmm. And he re-engages like, hey, Maverick's re-engaging. And they're like, woohoo. So then they start flying around and shooting, and Maverick blows up one of the MiGs that's about to shoot 
ice, mm. and the ice breaks off, and he blows up one of the MiGs. Then Maverick gets another one. So there were six of them. They, they blew up four of them. They shot down four of them, and the other two bugged out wait, after wait, that so, happened. Um, what's the name gets hit twice? Mm-hmm. Iceman gets hit twice. Oh, one that's engine, right. That's one right. Engine goes down. He gets hit, hit, hit. He gets hit twice, and then he's like, "We got to bug out of here." And Maverick's like, "I'm not leaving my wingman." You're right. right. He learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm not leaving my wingman." And they end up taking out four of the MIGs between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then the other two bug out. And they're like, "Yeah." So then on the way back, Maverick buzzes the tower again. They both actually buzz. Yeah. And that same dude, for some reason, is now on the boat Mm -hmm. and he's drinking coffee and he spills the coffee on himself again. He's like, God damn it. (laughs) Damn it. I think in the credits, they should have just called him God damn it guy. Coffee spill guy. So now we got a celebration on the deck. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. And they're playing that. The music that he plays with whatever it is. Woo. So and. They're celebrating, and that's when Iceman's like, you! And it's like, oh, shit. You think some shit's about to go down, and then he comes up, and he's like, you're still dangerous, but you, you could be, be my wingman wing anytime. Man. And Maverick goes, bullshit. You could be mine. <laughs> wah, wah. So the old cocky Jeez. Maverick asshole is back. Jeez. Yay. Yep. Jeez Louise. So then... um. Maverick's standing on the deck of the ship, and the ocean's all crashing around, and he's looking at Goose's dog tags, and he throws them into the ocean. And I'm like, hey, uh, you didn't think maybe Goose's young, uh, retarded son might want his dog tags when he gets older? And, <laughs> I want to fly a plane! <laughs> you know, what a dick move, man. You could have just given those dog Or his wife? Maybe his, his widow would want those dog tags? You know, maybe they would mean something to, I don't know, his family... You know, just throw him into the ocean. No, you know, the widow with the kiddo. Yeah, the <laughs> widow with the, strapped with that potato head kid. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Like from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, my God. That'd be a log. Ain't there a log and some mongoloids serving food? If they ain't, they ought to be. <laughs> God. If- <laughs> If you're going to uh, strike him, flicker the lights so I can duck. I'm just saying, God, that's what you, why you make kids like that? Oh, Lord. Fix it. Fix oh, it. Lord. Kids sitting there slack jawed at the piano. Uh, the cowboy hat. Uh. Fix it, Jesus. Fix um, it. Things. <laughs> I like to paint. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now uh, Maverick is talking to the commander, and he's like, hey, you're on the cover of every every newspaper in the world, and they're denying anything happened, but you're a hero. You, any assignment you want, all you got to do is ask, what are you going to do? And he goes, just thinking about being an instructor, sir. He goes, holy shit. The fucking Top Gun. Top Gun? Holy fuck. <clears throat> he goes, I thought you were going to take that job. Flying a cargo ship full of rubber dog shit that I offered you. From China. <laughs> From China, out of Hong Kong. <laughs> rubber dog shit. It's big business. <laughs> gonna make millions. <laughs> so Maverick's going back to Top Gun. And now um, he's sitting in a bar again at Top Gun mm-hmm. now. And someone drops a quarter. In the, they don't drop a dime. They drop oh. a quarter. In one of those in jukebox. Music, those music mm. things. Jukebox. The world sits. And it starts playing the Whirly Bird. Mm. And it starts playing... Um, Take my breath up. No, it's the wrong song. It's uh, 
You never close your eyes anymore when you suck my dick. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, shit, I wouldn't expect that's the that. Modern, that's the modern version. <laughs> Slop on my knob like that's corn right. on the cob. <laughs> I like it when you look up at me anyway. Shit. Oh, and shit. And then he goes looking around like, who did that? Who did that? And it's Charlie. She's back. And what did she say to him? Like, They do the, the, the same thing over. Where it's just like, oh, I crashed and burned. Oh, that's right. And then she says something like, I came back. Like, she came back to do to work at Top Gun to be with him, pretty much is what it was. Mm-hmm. And they get their happily. She, she said, I heard the, the best is going back that's to Top right. Gun or yes, something like yes. that. That's right, yes, yes. And they get their happily ever after. And then we get the awesome Predator credits. Where they're showing the people in the movie and then it shows so-and-so Them. as mm-hmm. whoever... Yeah, that was cool. Hell yeah. I like the Predator credits, if you guys know what we're talking about. I wish all the 80s movies had done that. It's so cool. I think it's so just really cool. Neat. So, all right, so that's the movie. <clears throat> Scale of 1 to 10, what do you give this? 7. Dude, we're totally on track with that. Nice. If you had asked me this when I was 12, I'd have been like, this is an 11. 14 and 9. Yeah, now I'm totally, yeah, it's totally a 7. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, it's been a few years since I've watched this, mm-hmm. and I've been through some shit, and I feel like I've grown a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm totally like... Iceman, all day. Dude, yeah, like he was really the hero of this movie. Iceman, all day. Right. So, um, and we really don't have a BBG meter for this. Mm, there's none. Nothing. No, no blood, no, no anything. It's really weird. So There's a little bit of blood on Goose, but... Oh, man. So, anyway... Um, let's take a listen. Huh. Oh. What? Sorry. Do what? Oh, sorry. No, oh, I think you actually saved me from making a mistake. Thank you. Good. Let's take a listen at what we're doing next time. Michael and Sam have just moved to Santa Carla, California. They're about to discover its secret. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. I am so fucking excited. This is my birthday episode, 1987's The Lost Boys. Hell yeah. Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Dude, it doesn't get any. Jason Patrick delivering all his lines as nonsensically and cheesy as possible. I'm going to make so much fun of that. 
I don't even have to make notes on this one, Roman. I know it line for line. Damn. I love this movie. It's tattooed on my arm. Right. So we're leaving you guys now. We hope, please come back next week because the episode is going to be off the chisane. <laughs> I'm so... Dude, I've been waiting to cover this for the two, two years, years we've been yep. doing this. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've been putting it off mm-hmm. and putting it off mm-hmm. and God damn it, we're finally doing it. Finally we're going doing all it. the way. Hell yes. Blue light and everything. Damn. So we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please join us next time. We leave you with the love theme from Top Gun because I got nothing but love for all you Along with my co-host, Mr. Roman Alvarado, the man that meant the legacy. We hope you guys have a good week, and we will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side. Peace.